Blog Talk Radio. It's almost time for Election Day. Thank God. I, I, I'm here with Eric Beasley. <laughs> My name's Ryan Miner. You're listening to A Minor Detail, hosted by Eric Beasley and Ryan Miner. And Eric and I were talking that we just can't wait for this damn thing to be over with. And it's true, we can't. Oh. Like, I'm, Eric, I don't know about you, yeah. Larry, for this election to be over. I'm going to, like, crack open a beer and do a dance in my backyard, howl at the moon on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't wait till it's over. Oh, my no, gosh. I can't either. Yeah, it's been, an interesting, it's been an interesting ride, and you and I have covered the 6th District um, as best as we could, and I think that we've done it better than um, anybody else, and that's not, to, that's not to say that other news outlets haven't covered it, but I think we've, we've covered the inside scoop. And we've given um, people a lot of the information that you're not going to find on, you know, conventional news media outlets or the institutional press. Um, and there's yeah, such and a. I think yeah, we so. covered the issues nice. We we covered them very broadly. We yeah. were able to, you know, kind of help people make. Uh, an educated decision. You know, all the facts are there. We presented the facts and, you know, people are going to go out there on Tuesday if they haven't voted already and uh, decide who they want to try to beat Delaney. Yeah. Uh, and that's the most important overarching picture is that, you know, as, as I like John Delaney personally, <laughs> but um, I, I think that he is not representative of the district's needs, and he's, he, you know, in the last year, you've seen what he's done after Dan Bongino's near near flawless campaign of coming within 2,000 or so votes of beating him. You saw he stepped up, he upped the ante, right? So he's yep. he's going to all these different places inside the district, from Garrett County and, and Allegheny down to, and, and he's, you know, having office hours in Washington and Montgomery and he's inviting members of the public, and he's speaking at these, uh, you know, at the I, what was it, the Beth? He, he spoke at the Beth Shalom uh, congregation uh, earlier this year about the Iran deal. And just when I thought that he was gonna vote against it, and Ben Cardin gave John Delaney the perfect cover to vote against it because he came out against yep. it. And of course, Ben Cardin is a Jewish member of uh, the U.S. Senate. I, I didn't understand why he ultimately decided to support it. More people in the 6th Congressional District, including Democrats, including you know the liberal Jewish contingency of the Democratic Party, were adamantly opposed to the Iran deal when John Delaney came out. And it, his logic was like looking at um, like a water park, those slides that go sort of inside and out, and it was this <laughs> – yeah. Winding logic that he came around full square circle to support this Iranian deal, and I think well, see, no, all that, the- that, no, let, let's be honest with ourselves though, Ryan. What actually happened is that some other some Democrat operative told him vote for this deal, or we're gonna you know unseat you in a primary. You know, I mean, you know, John Delaney can pretend that he's some sort of like moderate, bipartisan, whatever. But the reality is that he votes with Democrats like 94 percent of the time. And his voting record shows that for a really important issue like that terrible Iranian nuclear deal. What did he do? He placed his party above his constituents and above the nation of Israel. You know, that's why he needs to go so badly. That's why we need to get rid of him. 
I think so too. And even even people who were traditionally um, in support of the Iranian deal. So there was there was sort of this libertarian section of the party, you know, like you and I, who even came out strongly opposed to the Iranian deal, including you know someone that you and I both have a lot of respect for, um, Senator Rand Paul. He, he of course did not support the the Iran deal, and he made a compelling case as to why he did not. And you know, releasing the funds to to Iran, um, they clearly got the better end of that deal. And John Delaney knew it because he even explained it. Because I interviewed John Delaney for a half an hour, and I want to say that was pretty awesome that he did come on. I mean, you know, having a sitting congressman come on, and uh, he was very nice about it. And we took a half an hour, and he explained three points as you know, sort of what it all what it boiled down to and what it means. And I had an opportunity to ask him questions, and he was very gracious, and I, I, I really appreciate it. So, and then he turned around Peter, and goes for it. A quick side note, Ryan. It's very interesting. I was very surprised that he actually came on and did that live with you. Because if you remember back um, right before the 2014 election cycle, um, John Delaney actually complained to WNAL about fair um, – Fair time mm-hmm. on the on the radio station, and so he did this like thirty like this one hour like interview that was pre recorded, and I remember listening and I called in to try to make a comment. Apparently, WMAL had so many angry listeners that wanted to call in and actually ask him a question because mm-hmm. nobody felt like he was a good congressman that. <laughs> Delaney actually ended up backing out of the other like nine pre-recorded shows that they had offered him, and WML was like basically you know pound dirt. So like wow. I, I was actually very you know and that look at look at what a difference one election cycle makes. Yeah, you know, he went from I don't I don't have the guts to go live on the radio, but and then after he almost loses, now all of a sudden he's willing to come on your show. He so, did. Continue. And- <laughs> Yeah, it was a pre-recorded interview. We didn't do it live, and um, his his uh, communications director um, had asked me what the format is, and they didn't set any ground rules. I mean, I said, here's the questions that I'm likely to ask. Here's a broad list of topics. I said, there, there's going to be no gotcha questions, because I really wanted to hear it straight, you know, where where he stood on this deal and, and have him explain it. So um, I, I was very fair, and I did not yeah. say, you know – Congressman, if you vote against this deal, what does it mean for your political future? There was no questions like that. I mean, and I think that that, you know, I could have asked that, which I think would be a legitimate question, but I didn't. Yeah. Uh, we stuck to strictly policy, and we stuck to um, point by point by point. Um, I should repost that interview because it was pretty good, um, but I really thought that after that interview, I I, I got off and I, I said to myself, I mean, I'm like, oh, I, I, bet, I bet he's going to vote against it because – that's the way he – that's the way I interpreted the direction of that conversation, but he did not. And I found out that – I found out about when he voted for the deal. It's really interesting, Eric. I was, I was on the road. Um, it was in September. I was heading to New Hampshire uh, for – gosh, what was it? The third time. Um, and we were going up Stand to, with Rand. Yeah, that's right. Standing with Rand. We were going up to volunteer for Rand Paul. And um, I was just and, – and I remember some of these weird things, but I was driving into New Hampshire, and I started um, I started looking at my phone, and I knew uh, somebody from uh, – one of David Vogt's um, aides uh, was texting me saying, hey, did you see what was going on? And I'm like, okay, did he vote for it? Did he vote for it? And I'm trying – and we, 
we finally found the congressional record that said, yes, he, he did indeed vote for it. And I did um, – I got several people, uh, several of the candidates to, to, to make statements, and I was sitting in my hotel room up in, in, in Manchester, and Kim is like, are you seriously going to be blogging while we're up in New Hampshire? And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is important. So um, <laughs> I uh, – A little bit. I mean – <laughs> he he sold out a country. Yeah. So, uh, and all the candidates, the Republican candidates, that is, they were right on the Iran deal. They came out forcefully against the Iran deal. Um, and I wish that that subject would have gotten a little bit more play during some of the debates. Don't you agree? Yeah, I mean, it would have been nice, but the the reality is is that the issue it's kind of like it's kind of said and done. I mean, didn't, didn't Obama write an executive order or some, some BS, like, you know, unconstitutional action to mm-hmm. get it through? I mean, and so, like, really, I mean, yes, it's, uh, you know, I think it's an issue, but that's an issue that's going to have to start at the top, you know. And so there's only so much, like, I mean, in all reality, a congressman, you know, one congressman anywhere is not going to be able to undo that. So, like, yes, it would have been a good question to ask, but, I mean, I, to me, really, when when you say that, all I all I hear is conservative red meat chest thumping questions. <laughs> like, um, that's that, that's all that goes through my mind. <laughs> well, it's yeah, it's it's definitely one of those topics that um, I think could have been explored more in detail. But many of the candidates did unwind it. So, what about those candidates? We have eight people running. You and I have given the scoop on this race uh, multiple times. Um, and I'm, I'm getting – Fred Profiter is commenting on the Republican Club of Frederick County, in which we post infrequently. Um, and he said, is this going to be another bash Frank D. Howard session? And I said – I wrote – I responded <laughs> back, no, it's just the facts. And he said, Ami good, Hondo bad. So um, no, Fred, uh, I love you, Fred. I think you're a great guy. Uh, but uh, Eric and I just give the facts, and we call we call a spade a spade, and we 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 do it the right way. And um, I we'll, we'll get to that. Um, yeah, oh I, yeah, honestly, it, we, we, yeah. We we should spend more time talking about a uh, um, um, failed ficker, the Trump Cruise ficker ticket, <laughs> the booger picker. Yeah. <laughs> so Christian World <laughs> makes me laugh every time I say this, and I do. And so if you remember the Super Bowl commercial, Puppy Monkey Baby, um, uh, no. I say it. Nobody yeah. can forget it. <laughs> Nobody can for, because it was the weirdest daggone commercial I've ever seen in my life. We, Kim and I are watching that up in we, – we, we were in – you know, incidentally, we were in New Hampshire watching – New Hampshire uh, again, of course. Yeah, you were. I know, right? <laughs> we, were, we were in New Hampshire uh, watching the Super Bowl um, at our friend Leah's house who Kim and I stayed with, and we saw this commercial, and I'm like – what the hell did I just watch? A puppy monkey baby. But every time Christian says "picker booger picker," I think of the puppy monkey baby commercial. Um, yeah, I, I've been trying. Like, no amount of alcohol has been able to purge the memory of that commercial from my brain. So you know, I don't get yeah. it. Do you? No, I don't. I don't. I think that was the point. I think it was supposed to be just so ridiculously stupid that you couldn't forget it. It's kind of like it's kind of like Maybe when you read a really- uh, Ficker's Facebook page. You know, yeah. it's just so stupid that you had. There's no way to not, for, like, you, you're, it's it's ingrained. It's burned yeah. into your brain. So, you know, hey, it's good marketing, right? It it is good marketing, and but what's not good marketing is Ficker's oversized face on a mailer, um, making like a 
a WTF face. Did you did you see that mailer where his his final? It was the weirdest freaking thing I've ever seen in my life. It, uh, honestly, it's like Robin Ficker. He quotes himself. He puts it in quotations. Say, "Let's talk about jobs." And I'm thinking, I don't know who does this guy's. I think he he designs these things. And what I think happened, the company <laughs> oh. sends him. They the company sends Robin Ficker a design pattern, right? And he just puts pictures. I mean. He just puts pictures on these mailers, and they say, okay, here's the layout. Here's what you can put on here. You write the text. You write the script because you know Robin Ficker is not going to do anything above board or professional. Um, so he writes the script, and it just looks like a mangled mesh. And you saw his – it, the, the graphics – the 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 the, um, the the ten the tone of the ink was just really bad. It was ugly green. And I'm like, what is this guy? What is this guy doing? And I I, I kind of thought he just found like leftover like scrapbooking paper papers <laughs> from his like grandkids, and you know <laughs> put some glue like little you know some like green was the only color left, so stuck some of that on there. Like I mean it's I mean I, honestly I think Zane could make something that's like more professional looking, and he can't talk. So I well <laughs> like <laughs> but but Zane can apparently like use a computer now cuz I saw a yeah, picture of Zane. Yeah, apparently he's discovered the mouse and so he'll he'll get onto my wife's computer and he'll grab the mouse and he'll like scream at it and like move it around when I'm on my computer and he just sits there staring at me like doing whatever I'm doing. And so I'm like, "Hey, That's whatever." My boy. You know, yeah, when when they're that age, I doesn't I don't care if you know I don't care what keeps him distracted. If it, if I give him an empty soda bottle and he just like hits it on the floor, like I'm good with that. So, you know, That's awesome. You have the coolest kid ever. That kid is yeah, so cool. You say that now. <laughs> Ask my wife about how good how bad the diaper changes can get because uh, he does this like crocodile death roll. <laughs> oh. You got to be careful of. So, does, yeah, no, um, he's a good kid. He's a good kid. Does Zane support this will be on the, the internet Trump... forever. So, yeah. Does Zane support the Trump Cruise figure ticket? You know, I, 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 if he does, then I'm probably gonna end up disowning him before he gets 18. <laughs> so, um, you know, that's that's a standard. I can tell you a funny story about the figure ticket, though. Yeah, tell. So, tell. Yeah, so a, a friend of mine, um, who shall rename nameless, uh, was at the Sixth uh, District debate and had her uh, nine-year-old kid there. <laughs> and apparently Robin Ficker went up to this nine-year-old kid and made some comments about how he was so adorable and that he could just take him home. And this uh, this child looks at him and says, I'd rather become a robot than go home with you. And then he runs away. It's a great child. So, yes, very, very smart kid, that's for sure. So even, you know, based on based on two sentences, the kid knew to run away as fast as possible. It's a little bizarre that Ficker would say, uh, I could just take – I don't know. I mean – No, that's that's the worst part. Like none of the other candidates were weird like that. They were just like, hi, well, what's your name? He was like, you remember, oh, my name's Alex. You know? remember during the, uh, do you remember during the, uh, the Frederick County debate, Ficker took a picture with these foreign exchange students and put it on Facebook and said they all said Ficker was number one. Like I'm <laughs> – Dude, half those half those exchange students weren't even in the room. Like, they were texting. I was watch. I watched them. I was in the very back. Like, most of them didn't even watch the debate. Well, I mean, this campaign has been a whirlwind of uh, a bizarre of, um, for the most part, friendly above board until the past couple of days. And Eric will get to that. But you know, let's. 
we'll and we'll get to more of Robin Ficker. And we have look, we have an hour and forty three minutes, and Eric Eric and I are going to unwind this district race. I mean, it's it's been it's been fun. It, we, we've had a lot of fun covering it, and we you know anytime that the candidates said something, made a remark, or you know, pretty much moved. Eric and I were there to follow it, and I know sometimes it was sort of superfluous and a little over the top uh, with information, but we felt that people in the 6th District who read our stuff, and we're under no illusion that, uh, you know, we have we have our audience. Um, we don't yeah. take it for, you know, we don't think that we see the, di- the, the, the analytics come in, and Eric, for, you know, in all fairness, we get, we get decent analytics who, who read our website. Yeah, I mean, and it's nothing to complain about. I mean, I'm not looking to supplant the Washington Post or anything. I mean, no. I don't think you are either. No. Like, I'm, I don't, I don't want. Honestly, I don't want to run the next like Breitbart or Red State. Like, no, that's that's not appealing to me. Like, no. the only thing that I'd want to do with any one of those sites is actually just do a pen test and see how bad I could hack their stuff. You know, mm. like this. You know, so <laughs> this is kind of like you know. I mean, we we have we have decent reads. You know, I tell you what though. You know, my favorite part about the analytics, hands down. Mm-hmm. And some people have started to notice this, okay? Whenever I do analytics, I always add in – I throw in some sort of joke, okay? <laughs> no matter how serious the article is, okay? I always include an outbound link in, an, in articles to something really nerdy. Like uh, you know, um, when I wrote the article about the, uh, uh, the transgender student in, uh, at Ted Cruz, I put in a link to a Mind Flayer, which is a monster at D&D. And so my, honestly, what I spend most of the time in my analytics doing is looking to see how many people click on all those little like, Easter egg links that I throw in there. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, I, so, I mean, that's just, that, that's just me. I mean, so, you know, I mean, I don't think neither one of us are under some illusion that we have no. like, you know, 100,000 readers per day. No, um, we that don't. Are, like, but that, that pour over our every word and study it to the upteenth no. degree. I mean, and there are people you know, we, that will, um, you know, we we're, we don't take for granted anybody who who reads us, and we know that we have loyal readers. But we don't. We're not another news network that thinks that they are the be all end all in Maryland politics. We put something out there, and people give us feedback constantly. And of course, and we see it. Uh, uh, wherever uh you know we see it in republican club facebook groups uh and people give us great feedback they say okay stick to this topic or you know do you know you should think about covering this people send us tips as you know all the time and and we and we we do our due diligence and this past week eric you you really broke the mold in covering the the story from the ted cruz uh rally and just parenthetically i'm you know, why don't you just talk a little bit about what happened there? Yeah, so you know, I so I was I was hanging out on Facebook. So um, Thursday is usually a pretty slow day for me work-wise. Um, you know, I do I do WFMD in the afternoon, so kind of I was putzing around on Facebook, and uh, apparently the the ready to explode story was that there was a a young a young man, uh, James, who was at the uh, uh, the Ted Cruz rally at the Weinberg Center here in Frederick City was uh was kicked out and the 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 claim was that it was because he was transgender okay um mm. and so i just i i my first thought was like oh boy i'm really not looking forward to these headlines because i know exactly mm. what they're going to say you know i'd seen the pictures i mean honestly 
I have the cell phone numbers for half the people that were sitting on that stage at that Ted Cruz event. Okay. Yeah. Like, so this is, you know, these, these are people that I know. I know people that, you know, um, are, are work are, are full-time staffers in the Cruz campaign. I know people that are volunteers I know people all along there. So, and you know, honestly, they're for, for the most part, they're good people. There's, there's some oh, yeah. that are, uh, they're slimy. Okay. But yeah, they're I not know my who friend. you're talking about, <laughs> but for the most, you know, a majority of them are, are pretty decent. And so I saw the headlines. I was like, man, this is going to blow up. Um, and it's going to blow up in the wrong way. And mm-hmm. I'd really like to try to see if I can get to the bottom of this and figure yeah. out what happened. And so I spent hours tracking down leads and trying to find out what happened, talking to people. Um, I was able to get a hold of the young man's uh, mother, um, who was then, you know, I, once I got, you know, you always get permission from Mama Bear, okay? Like, no matter what, especially when it's a kid. Um, and so, you know, got permission from Mama Bear, talked to him on the phone. I talked to him for about 30 minutes. It was a very, it was a very nice conversation. Um, you know, re- took notes on what he, told, what he said, what happened. Um, and then I talked to other people that were there, you know, the, the whole point of being, you know, I mean, I, I threw in a few guesses in there, but yeah. I, I, you know, the, my, my idea was, is like, we need some, somebody needs to actually be interested in the facts of what happened mm-hmm. and not yeah, I agree. The, like the clickbait headline that, you know, the, that, that news organizations will engage in. And really it's just because they don't like Ted Cruz. I mean, and I'll, and I'll be honest with you, Ryan, even, even still today. Okay. It's been a couple of days since all that happened. I still do not know with, I, I cannot tell you with absolute certainty what happened. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've seen, I, you know, I've, I'm, I have I have some guesses, but I don't, you know, I it's it'd be irresponsible of me to try to come out and say definitively what happened without some sort of proof. Now I have a I have a gut feeling, okay. I I do have a gut feeling here, all right. And so my my disclaimer on this is this is my feeling based on the evidence that I have observed, based on the conversations that I've had, okay. My gut feeling is that some volunteer for the Ted Cruz campaign, not not a not a full time staffer. And, and likely unsanctioned by the campaign itself, decided to kick the kid out. Okay. That, I, I, I don't think that – I think you're, you're right on. I don't think that the campaign would have any of their staffers come over and say, hey, you need to get this, this kid out of here. Um, yep. And the kid I, was – I know these James, people. And these yeah. are a lot of these people are former Rand Paul supporters. Okay, yeah, they're pretty course. dang libertarian. So they really, I mean, the, it it is not in their character. Like they're right. they're actual libertarians, not like Bill Hell libertarians. Okay, so you know they're the real ones, and like they wouldn't care if he was there or not. And Chris and Mason libertarian. I, yeah, they're not Chris Mason libertarian. There you go. Um, and like you know what? I, so what I think happened? I think that that I think some random staffer did that. Yeah. And then, but also, I think that there's proof out there. So I was talking to a, a an undisclosed source um, who told me that there was a, there is somebody who is a Ted Cruz supporter who was there in the Weinberg that had set up a time lapse photo uh, sh- of a uh, camera mm-hmm. to film everybody filtering into the um, into the event. Oh, and cool. so logic would dictate that somebody in that that person has a picture of what happened. Yeah. But because they're a Ted Cruz supporter, they don't seem to want to put it out there. So see, that at first, I tell you what, Ryan, until I heard that, I thought that it might have I, I thought it might have been a setup. 
I, I legitimately uh, thought that it might have been a setup. But now that I he, yeah. now that I've heard that there is there is a picture out there somewhere showing you exactly what happened as time progressed. Now I'm a lot more skeptical. And this is mm-hmm. no this is no dig on the people who run the Ted Cruz campaign, okay? Mm-hmm. Well, except two of them. All right, and we know who those two are. Everybody else in the campaign is great, okay? And I I I would I would love some answers, but that right there like you don't you, if, 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 if somebody took that time last picture and had definitive proof that this kid was not kicked out for no reason, that the kid was causing a disturbance or making a ruckus or being riffraff, whatever it was, then there's absolutely no reason to not give me that picture. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I don't think we're ever going to figure out the total story, but we got it out nope. there. You got it out there. Uh, you, yeah. um, you did a great reporting job. And what I want people to, to fully understand and comprehend about our blog, and sometimes, I mean, me more so, we, I get this, and I would say it's negative feedback that we are a strictly uh, straight news organization. And, Eric, that is not true. We yep. op- we, yes, we do report on stories. And, um, you know, I don't – sometimes we cross-pollinate our stories with our own <laughs> opinions, and I think that that is – that's who we are. We are not a traditional New York Times, um, AP style news press. We we tell the news, but we also kind of provide what we call you know our take. You know Eric's take, Ryan's take. Um, yeah. you, you know, like yesterday, I reported on um, the the Trump rally, the anti-Trump rally that was going to take place in Hagerstown today, and not we didn't go. I didn't. I have somebody else. Actually, I have somebody else that's going to cover that for us who is going to write a piece. Yeah. And, yeah. and You made and, somebody and I, really mad, too. <laughs> what's that? You made some people really mad about that article, apparently. Really? cursing in the uh, comments. Oh, you didn't see it? Yeah. I, did, I, didn't, I didn't approve them yet, but uh, some guy named Steve Ryan was uh, very angry about oh, uh, your that. article. Yes. He's like, Steve. I hope I see you. Like, he's like, I hope I see you there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, Steve I should call in if he's listening. If Steve's calling in, six four six seven one six five nine seven one, and he can tell me on the air uh, how much of a liberal I am for not supporting Donald Trump and freedom. So, you know, like, come on, give me a break. Uh, I'm a libertarian Republican. Uh, I'm not supporting Trump for very obvious reasons, for policy reasons, um, and you know I don't I don't like his style. I don't I, you know it's fine he's tapping into some populism, but uh, just you know I know a lot of Western Marylanders like him and that's fine. I just I don't I don't think that he's the right candidate. I think this process has been I don't know. I mean it's the, the, this campaign has just been it's tiring. The whole thing is tiring. I think this has been one of our worst cycles that we've ever witnessed in American politics, or maybe the most interesting, and <laughs> maybe we can attribute that to Donald Trump. But now, you know, to be fair, I think I think I think every election cycle, you know, uh, political wonks say the same thing. Yeah. Okay, and the older you are, the longer ago your reference was. You know, so there's people still out there like, oh man, I remember when Ike ran, and that was a great campaign. You know, really. and so, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like our yeah, our grandparents, and so you know, that's just kind of the the nature of the beast. You know, I blame Facebook. This is all Mark Zuckerberg's fault. Mm-hmm. You know, Donald if it wasn't Trump, for him, yeah. Donald Trump is a manifestation of, of the Facebook comments on national stories. That's what it is. I mean, it's like yeah. 
There was a South Park episode about that. This eventually the ads become alive and try to take over the world. Like that was that was the whole last season. You know, I mean, this is this is legit science right here. It was on TV, so it has to be true. And yeah. that's exactly the problem. That's how Trump can win is because people believe that. <laughs> I think I think you're right. But so back to the sixth district. And once again, Eric, great reporting yes. on the Ted Cruz rally. It was it was really great stuff. Um, the sixth district. Well, hopefully, has, everybody learned something. I know I did. I, yeah. um, I, I, I think that you, you covered it in a way that presented all sides, and um, we'll never know the true story. But at least you got James on the, on the horn, and and had him tell his side of the story. And uh, the fact is, I don't. Nobody should be kicked out for you know unless they're causing a, and you know a real disturbance. And let's just hope that. Yeah. That doesn't happen again, um, and and I'm sure that, as you said, I don't think Ted Cruz would ever allow that. I, I really don't, and yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> we don't know Ted Cruz personally, but I've seen enough of him to know that I think that yes, he might be a social conservative. I think that he is definitely a hardcore social conservative on the, some of the issues that I disagree yeah. with him on, but I nonetheless believe that uh, you know he's a constitutionalist as well, and. Uh, we certainly have a freedom of speech, um, and you know, even though the freedom of speech is to protect us from the government, I do believe that Ted Cruz would allow dissenting people to come into his rally. And I think Ted Cruz has done a much better job of handling those dissenters um, that have come in and disrupted him, and um, he's sort of taken instead them of, on. Instead of making fun of them and doing like retarded person impressions like Trump has, like yeah. is that what you're talking about? Oh, it's like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when when Trump Trump hasn't figured out how to handle people that diss him, he he's very ego egocentric, and he hasn't figured out the the right way to to, to handle criticism. Much like Robin Ficker, uh, Robin Ficker <laughs> pulls yes. yeah, he pulls a Trump. You know, we we get we tell the facts about Robin Ficker. You know, for instance, I.E. that is, or E.G. for example. Mr. Ficker's law license has been suspended twice, once for 30 days and once for a year. He's been kicked out of West Point Military Academy. A majority of his signs are illegally placed. So, And uh, it, I seem to remember uh, something about how there's, uh, there's nothing in his FEC filings. So There's nothing. Like, I haven't been he, able to find anything. Yeah, so like how is he paying for this stuff? Like if there's a storyline – like, but even if you put your own money in, don't you have to report that on your campaign finances? I think so. Um, I'm not. That's you know, what I always thought. I, I I think so too. I'm not an FEC attorney, but I I do know that. Um, we know which attorney not to ask for legal advice. At least. <laughs> yeah, we know which. <laughs> you know, and somebody explained it last night, and I had dinner, and I won't say with who, but we 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 had a discussion about Robin Ficker, <laughs> and they say that Robin Ficker's method. Is to market to these people that you know um, that he just shows up to court and he'll stand in the back of the courthouse, and I'm paraphrasing, but he'll stand in the back of the courthouse and he'll get these people that don't have a lawyer and he'll say, "Well, I'm here to represent them," and they'll go back in the back of the courtroom and say, and Robinson will say, "Okay, I need you to pay me eight hundred dollars and then whatever rest, I'll come and represent you." So it's sort of like a machine line assembly line style of uh, defense attorney 
uh, you know, and, and he goes into these courtrooms without even a client. He just kind of shows up and is the gadfly of the courthouse. Um, <laughs> and it's kind of like he just shows up and puts his signs in vacant fields. In fact, we should have made a sign, Eric. We should have had a, a graphic designer say, you know, uh, you know, vacant lots for Ficker, uh, you know, abandoned Abandoned, abandoned buildings for Ficker. Yeah, that's that. Actually, that'd be a great name for a pack. Actually, like I've been but, thinking about doing a pack for here in Frederick County, and that, yeah. that'd be a good one. Yeah, I agree. Um, so interesting. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, so um, I mean, yeah. Ficker. We'll get to more of him, but let's talk about some of the other better candidates. Um, yes, eight, eight candidates altogether. So look, we have. Terry Baker, we have Ami Hover, we have David Vogt, Frank Howard, Robin Ficker, Christopher Mason, Harold Painter, and Dr. Scott Chang. And for the most part, all of them contributed in some way or the other. And why don't Eric? Some, why don't some we, more positive than others. Yeah, some definitely more positive than others. However, we're going to talk about. Let's start out. Eh, you know, I'm I'm a uh, I don't know. I'm a glass half glass half empty kind of guy. So let's just go out. We'll go ahead and start out with some of the negatives, um, and we'll get we'll get the, the candidates that we'll start out. We'll, we'll, let's take care of the candidates who have zero chance to win come the, the Wednesday yeah, morning. That, that's a, yeah. Let's start with the zero chancers, whether we like them or not. Okay. Whether we like so, them or not. And I will yes. start out with saying that I like Scott Chang. I think that he is a really yeah. smart guy. There's no doubt that he is a smart guy. Dr. Chang has been nothing but a nice guy to me and a nice guy to you and a nice yep. guy really to everybody. He has showed up to every single debate. He has answered every question that we have ever asked him. He has communicated with us to his best of ability, uh, and he has been yep. an absolute professional during the debates and – Really, he has some solid policy points that I that you and I have both talked mm-hmm. at length that we in which we agree. And Dr. Chang came on the show when we had the Frederick County debate and talked with us about some of his policies. I really like him personally. I think that Dr. Chang has not gotten his name out the way that he should. I don't know if he spent any money, and it's hard if you don't spend any money um, to advertise your your platform. I think it's really difficult to to win. A, a district as well, large as the sixth district. Yeah, you, you can't win if nobody knows that you're running or that what your name is on the ballot. Like, I mean, that's just you know, elections 101. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's a you know, yeah, he's he's got the he, he needs he needs the infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Okay, he he needs that the, the people around him that can you know, and quite frankly, a a, a, pl- a campaign infrastructure is really just a marketing apparatus. Yeah. Okay. So that's really what it needs. He just needs to be able to market himself for something. I mean, honestly, you know, I gotta, I gotta say, I think that I, th- I would love to see Dr. Chang make a make a legit bid for something like, a, like state senate down there in Montgomery County. Yeah. Like, I think you know Montgomery County's had that problem for God knows how long now. Um, they don't have a single elected Republican down there. I think somebody like Scott Chang in the right district 
would be able to sneak his way in there, whether as a delegate or a state senator. And, like, I mean, he's the type of person that you can't really say anything negative about the guy. No, you okay? can't. He's the, ty- he's the type of person that I think with, with the right infrastructure, with the Montgomery County GOP and with, you know, enough money, I think that he could get a seat down there. And I think mm-hmm. that would be a really good spot for him to start personally. So you know, again, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I I I like the guy, but you know, I think I think he's in the wrong uh, I think he's in the wrong ballpark right now. Sometimes, as we know, candidates run for a higher office to filter their name and to more down ballot elections in later years, um, and I think that might be a strategy that Dr. Chang is looking towards. That maybe in 2018, as he did two years ago mm-hmm. in 2014, he. Um, he ran for state house and he's running for Congress. And then I think maybe he'll build his name recognition, especially in Montgomery County. And he lives over in Montgomery Village, right up the road from where we live, um, you know, about five or well, five or ten minutes. I think that might be a good strategy. Um, I just think that you, you have to play ball in this race, and that means that you have to spend some money. Um, so, um, Dr. Chang, I, I, you know, I, I don't mean to write on the, the Chang parade. Um, he scores consistently well in another fake news network's poll, but um, I'm going to assume that that is somebody sitting behind the uh, a computer clicking and clicking and clicking and manufacturing. <laughs> who, could, who, would, who do you think would do such a thing? It's not That's even just, worth mentioning this person's name because they are so no, irrelevant. But, but, no, Ryan, why would they even bother clicking themselves? There's computer programs that will move the mouse and click for you. Okay, like you're putting way too much like credence in the effort of somebody who would do that. Well, yeah, <laughs> certainly interesting. Um, so let's let's move on to another candidate that has. Let's go to somebody we don't like. Okay, let's yeah. let's try to alternate. <laughs> yeah, so someone that I just um have grown look, this is this is kind of moved in the opposite direction. Sometimes you start out disliking somebody for whatever reason and then you move into finding out that they're a decent person. Um that's yeah. what happened with me and uh Christopher Mason, who I found out over the course of following him on social media and namely his Twitter <laughs> account that the guy is a complete total freaking lunatic. Um Chris Mason is a is 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 an is a scary guy. I I um some of his anti I, one he's a bigot. Um two that anybody who is not as hatefully ignorant, um oppressively bigoted and um ridiculously illogical as he himself um is considered a liberal, a democrat and whatever other pejorative ideological I, I think- a traitor, a, to- a total loser, a total, you know. <laughs> a total loser, you know. Um, I, I, you know, and, and he, he, this guy and I started getting into it on Twitter. Uh, he's, you know, he's, he has his whatever that he does on Twitter. And uh, I, I'm like, guy, I don't have time for you. He said a lot of stuff about um, a lot of weird stuff on his Twitter account. He's anti-Muslim. He sent out a tweet saying um, that he would not ever, never allow his daughter to go over to a Muslim's house because she would be unsafe. Um, he wants to stop all immigration into this country um, for n- no apparent reason, um, and he, he will take no pay. He wears – the suits are liars. Um, Eric, I mean you've, you've had it out with him too, and it's just getting weirder and weirder. 
you know this so like you know you know what he reminds me of yeah he really should have been a a guest star on the original x files okay <laughs> like you know you know the guy that's like swears there's like a man bear pig like hanging out in, man the, bear in the pig. jungle I remember man bear pig. you know yeah, like that's that's what he remind. Yeah, I mean that was Al Gore, of course. Okay, but that's he's he's like the guy searching for Man Bear Pig. Okay, because yeah. he saw it on South Park, and so he thinks it's real. So now he's running around the forest looking for it, and then he finds Mulder and Scully, and yeah. thinks he has evidence, and it's really just like a wild boar. Okay, so me, that's look, like running around. So here are a few tweets that Mr. Mason, Republican candidate for U.S. Congress in Maryland's sixth congressional district, has sent out. Um, you know, in the last. Six months. The Pope is the biggest antichrist figure on earth. Rubio, <laughs> yeah. Rubio wears jack booted boots. If it looks a little feminine, does anybody get a weird feeling about the platforms? Science is an atheist god. It tells them they don't have to worry about the life they are living. If I win my congressional election, I will do everything I can to dismantle the federal government. All Islam is a sexually perverted religion. I would never let my children go over to a Muslim's house because they would be unsafe. Uh, let's see. We did it to the Japanese. We need to do it to Islam um, with a giant picture of a bomb going off. Muslims must be put down like dogs. They are a menace to the world. If I win office, I would look into assassinating um, Kim Jong, uh, the South Korean guy. Um, oh, this is Wait, good. Wait, South Korean or North Korean? I'm sorry, the North Korean. Kim Jong. Okay, that, the, the North Korean guy, that's fine. That, that, I'm, that, I'm good with that. Okay. <laughs> the Nazis are the Democrats. They actively use the Nazi strategy by calling their opponents Nazis. That's sort of a roundabout, logical, whatever you want to call that. Um, circular logic refer- is circular. In referring to Congresswoman Debbie Wasserman Schultz, also the DCCC uh, chair, she looks like a whore. I guess the Democratic Party is using her the same way. If I get into office, I will work to de- deport Muslims out of this country. Um, <laughs> like, what do you say to that other than like, you know, I know a good psychiatrist. Yeah, I don't know. Um, he's a, what do you call him, a theocon? Yeah, well, I, 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 we didn't create the term. Okay, apparently uh, this is uh, trademarked Prince of Darkness. Um, but yeah, uh, theocon, have- yes. Theocon's apparently the word. So it's you're you're a theocratic conservative, where you believe that uh, you know wrongly that the essentially you want to implement the same government they have in like Iran and uh, you know I, let's be fair, Iran's a bad implementation of it. You know Tibet also is a theocratic nation, but they don't run right. around starting wars. Um, but basically, he he wants to create a a U.S. government that is completely based off the Bible. You know, so that'd be a government where the penalty for murder would be the same as for committing adultery because they're both, you know, in the Ten Commandments saying you can't do it. So, you know, there's a lot of flaws when it comes to, you know, the, uh, U.S. theocracy and Let me give you a few Christian more. law. So. Let me give you a few more examples. Um, oh, uh, there's more? <laughs> well, yesterday, um, here's what I got to wonder. This guy spends hours on Twitter just like saying weird stuff. Um, quite, it, in response to your story on Ted Cruz, the, the transgendered student from the rally who was um, allegedly thrown out, um, he's, he, Chris Mason made a comment, shouldn't social, sh- social services be making a visit to this kid's house? And, I'm, and I, just, 
I legitimately responded. I'm like, <laughs> why would that be, Chris? I mean, I, and then he said something like, are, you aren't that dumb, are you? Um, oh, and then he said, how to be, I said, how to, I responded, how not to get votes in a Republican primary. And he said, how to be a liberal. Yeah, right. How to be a liberal, yet try to act like you're not saying you are a libertarian. Um, and then he started questioning, and then, then it got weird. Um, cause I, Wait, I basically, you mean it wasn't weird before? Well, like, it, it's just, <laughs> I mean, it, it's like the Rocky Horror Picture Show here. Um, he said that I can't vote for him. Yeah, I can't vote for him because I'm a Democrat. Um, Chris, I'm, I'm a registered Republican fella. And uh, I've been a registered Republican since I was 18 years old that could register to vote. Um, he said, Ryan, don't you live in Montgomery County area? Why are you so concerned about Washington County politics anyway? Um, Chris, by the way, um, I live in that little swath of Montgomery County. Actually, it's the largest portion of the 6th Congressional District with the most, uh, some of the most voters. Um, we're part of the 6th Christi- uh, Congressional District there, Chris. Um, and then he started questioning me about my uh, personal relationship with my much better half, Kim. Um, and I, I mean, it's just weird, uh, you know. Yeah. And he he he's, he started judging like our relationship, and um, it, it's just. And Kim sort of she she got she was reading the tweets, and she's just like, dude, my personal life is none of your business, and. Uh, well, no, but see, for CEOcons, it is. Like, yeah. see, there, there is exactly the problem. Like, you, you know, for a CEOcon, like, your personal life is the government's business, and they have the right to regulate it, and how right. often you can have it, and when you can do it, and in what positions, and, uh, you know, make sure that you, you say your Hail Marys afterwards, or whatever madness he wants implemented, yeah. you know, that's what, that's what they do. So, see, ironically, that whole line of questioning proves why he's so crazy. I just, I worry about him. <laughs> I do. Oh, so I, I, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I, I, I'll pray for him. Bless his heart. <laughs> um, so speaking of which, Sorry, nobody. Let's go to the next one because otherwise I'm just well, going to go I, on a roll. To, to finish Chris Mason, um, the story of Chris Mason, uh, how, thanks for running, Chris. Um, d- don't do it again. Um, sh- stay away from people. Uh, he says that he's talked to like 10,000 people, okay? Um, that he calls and goes out door knocking, and you know he has a piece of literature. I mean, I'm not going to begrudge him that. He, um, I'm actually it's on my table. Um, I'm looking at it right now. Oh wow! Um, it's Christopher Mason for Congress. It's just a small, pl- small little card. Um, Marine, and you know, look, he's the guy is a Marine veteran, um, and I, I applaud yeah. him for that. He he has five children. He has a lot of kids, um, and he and he writes that I will take no salary to serve you. He does put his Twitter handle on there, um, and that would be his first mistake. Um, and he has a website. He has a website, um, and he says his issues are defund the Federal Department of Education. Okay, I go along with that. Um, yeah. I, I don't up. believe that. Don't believe that federal the federal government should be implementing any sort of education policy from a top down structure. You and I both support education at the local level as possible, and that's why. That's why if you're listening today. You should definitely support Cindy Rose in Frederick County. Cindy Rose yes. for Frederick County Board of Education. Right, Eric? Yes, vote one. Vote only Cindy Rose. Just Cindy Rose. Get her through the primary, okay, because we'll get we got the, the teachers' general. union. 
Yes, we need to get her into the general. So vote one, vote Cindy Rose. So, Shameless plug. Yep. Um, Chris Mason said he supports land conservation, promotes border security, defund the IRS, move to a low national consumption tax. And look, I could get behind a consumption tax um, depending on how it's structured. Um, he wants to get the government out of the way so the private sector can create jobs. I support that. You and I both support yeah. that. Um, promote, yeah. promote the Second Amendment. Absolutely. I Definitely. Let's promote it and let's protect it. Um, and support a war strategy that defeats the enemy swiftly without nation building. I mean, another thing that I support is nation building in this country has become a miserable failure. It was a miserable failure during the Bush administration. You know, you look at Iraq, that was a quagmire of, of epic proportions. Um, and he yes. supports term limits. Chris Mason is pretty decent on some of these issues, but. You know, Chris, you can have a great platform, and, and this proves that he does. Um, but let me tell you, uh, it, it's your delivery, buddy. You've got to work on the delivery. You can't call people stupid or idiots or um, Democrats if they ask you questions that you find uncomfortable answering or that you disagree with. Chris Mason has a decent platform. It's a conservative libertarian platform. And one that could be one, you know, one that could be applied at local government, state government, national government. But for God's sakes, man, you have stop to tone it so down. Stop being so crazy. <laughs> yeah, like, stop buying into this anti-Muslim um, sort of like bigot stuff. It, it doesn't yeah. play well. If you want to be, if you want to present a platform of liberty, then you, you have to be able to accept all people, all classes, all. You know, you can't say as a generic blanketed statement that all Muslims are bad that you feel unsafe. There is a there's a radicalized contingent of Muslims uh, around this world that has perverted their religion and is using it as a way to um, what they consider um, bringing back the bringing back the uh, the imam. You know, we know that we know what it is. We we understand mm-hmm. that there's a perversion of every religion. Chris. Don't Pervert Christianity? Please don't. Just don't. Too late for that, man. He already has. I mean, you know, and if if there was a God's miracle of him ever getting through this Republican primary, John Delaney would have, by and large, the easiest, easiest election re-election campaign in the history of this entire. He would not. He, He wouldn't have to do anything. Delaney could literally fly to the Black Sea and eat caviar. Until like you know the second week of November and smoke cigars and he would still win. He could literally leave the country and beat Chris Mason in a campaign. Like yeah. it, it wouldn't be that hard. Chris Mason defeats himself. Yeah. Um, you know. So anyway, we'll move on from Chris Mason. Chris, um, you know, you, you ran. I applaud anybody who puts their name on a ballot. It's not easy. Uh, you did a good job. Um, during the debates, um, yeah, you're weirdo. The, our our wag of the finger. Uh, yeah, I mean, yes. a, a tip of the hat or the wag of the finger. Um, you're 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 too much of a Trumpy guy. I mean, like, just weirdly Trump. But uh, anyway, good luck in the future. Um, please save please. your tweets for. Just yeah, stop. Stop, stop making us look bad. Yeah. Um, okay. 
to the next candidate. Let's um, talk about someone we like. Uh, we love Harold Painter. We do. Yeah, we, we there we go. Harold, Harold Painter. Painter is like, honestly, he would be the best guy in the world to sit down and, and uh, have a drink with and shoot the breeze. Uh, he's a, a really low-key guy um, with some great ideas on tax reform, and, and he's presented some really great policy ideas. Um, but again, you know, Harold Painter ran last time, and uh, he, he came up short. It's just a matter of advertising. And Harold yep. said from the very beginning, you know, I'm going to spend, I'm going to put a little bit of my own money, and I don't expect to, to do whatever. But I will say that um, Harold was definitely a guy that I'm going to continue to become, I'm going to remain friends with and get together after this is all said and done. Um, I just think it's going to be a difficult, uh, I think it's going to be a difficult uphill battle for Harold to win, um, but I really like him. I think he's in a great. I think he's just a really great guy. Yeah, yeah. No, he he again. He he's like Doctor Strange. He he needs the infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Like he needs to retire so that he's not busy. Like up until the CPA. week before the primary. Yeah, he's, he's a CPA, so he's filing everybody's taxes. Or he, yeah. I'm sorry, he's filing everybody's theft forms. Is what I should say. <laughs> taxation. Uh, Look, taxation. Go ahead and say it. Taxation hashtag. is theft. Yes. Yeah. Hashtag. Okay, as a reminder, um, but, uh, been, but yeah, no, he's, he he's been I, decent to the other candidates as well. He's he's yeah. he's come off and and has done a a great job um, of of presenting some policy ideas. He's very thorough, and that's something that that we should applaud. And he has put out serious policy ideas, namely on taxes. He's talked about government regulations. He hails from the the originally from Cumberland. Um, and then he uh, he moved to Montgomery County. Um, I would have gone the other way, but that's just me. <laughs> that's true. Um, but Harold Painter, unfortunately, I don't think he's going to win this race, and that's not a knock against anything that he has done or not done. I just think that it's you know it's going to be tough if you don't you know to get your name out there. But he is a guy that I would have had no problem voting for in a general election. Oh yeah, definitely. Or in a primary, for that matter. Uh, you know, again, he might be a good guy to go with, uh, you know, head that way towards, uh, you know, a, a municipal plate somewhere within, you know, Montgomery County Council, you know, state delegate. Like, that's the type of person, you know, we, you know, I always talk about it. Like, Republicans have terrible strategy because everybody has too big of egos. Like, build that bench, build it deep, build it strong, and then in 10 years, you might have a red state in Maryland. But mm-hmm. you got to build the bench. You got to put in the work, and it's not going to happen overnight. Mm-hmm. Um, so moving on, we'll go to a candidate that uh, we don't like, um, that has no chance, despite his best efforts. Uh, that is Robin Ficker. Robin Ficker will not win this uh, race. Um, we have to talk about him again. Well, if Robin Ficker, I mean, he's <laughs> he sent out. He's actually sent out mailers. He's put his signs in every damn illegal spot, including today. We were driving down 270, and we noticed um, shortly past his his exit, the Boyd's exit. Um, you know those overpasses that you drive past, and they have like the fenced like you, you'll see a, a road um, that goes over the interstate, and and they'll they'll actually name oh, yeah, the road. Yeah. Um, he put his two signs on the north and south overpass of 270. Um, on this, on a road, and it's it's not only illegal, but if they actually fell onto 270, it could cause a major accident. 
Well, yeah, and, and an ambulance chasing lawyer should know that. There's well, the maybe irony. It's, maybe it's his strategy. <laughs> yeah, but remember, Ryan. Okay, next time you're driving down 270. Okay, if we elect the Trues Crump. <laughs> Trump Cruise sticker ticket. There'll be two reversible lanes there. Okay, yeah. all will be right in the world, and Cruise is not actually running. <laughs> but you know what I meant. Um, Robin Finker has been uh, a pain in the butt, and let's just say it. I mean, Eric, we 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 call a spade a spade. That guy's a jerk. He's a jerk. He's not a nice <laughs> that's, guy. That's putting it nicely too. Um, He's disrespected. He's a, he's a giant ass. That's what he yeah. is. He's gotten up and, you know, from I, I literally got into an argument during a Cumberland debate with this guy. Like, got into an argument, like, and people were like, "Oh God, what is what is happening?" And the moderator was like, "Okay, you two, uh, please, you know, remain stability, maintain the stability." Uh, and and I'm like, um, uh, you know, this guy is basically saying that. One of Ami Hober's volunteers, which give me a break, come on, uh, come on, Robin, is not support. He thinks I'm like he thinks I'm a hired gun for Ami Hober's campaign. Check her finance reports. I've been paid nothing by any campaign, nothing. Yep, did it. No, no, nada. Uh, I'm not being paid by anyone. I mean, I, if somebody is willing to pay me. Um, step right up because uh, I have I have bills I have student loans so um, but no I am I'm I'm joking I um, but Robin has apparently accused me of and it's true I'm I'm not going to support Donald Trump if he becomes the Republican nominee and that does not mean that I'm going to support Hillary Clinton that is ridiculous and foolish to make that assumption uh, no I will probably vote for whomever becomes the um, Libertarian nominee and I'm thinking that's going to be either Austin Peterson or Gary Johnson, and I'm hoping it's Gary Johnson. Some of our friends are hoping for Austin Peterson, but that's for a different topic. No, um, I'm hoping I, for John McAfee. Okay, all right. I like John McAfee. I, I see you guys got to stick together. Now, there you go. Um, nonetheless, <laughs> I think. Whomever becomes a Libertarian nominee, um, aside from Ross Perot in 1992, I believe this is our year. I do. We may not win it, but I believe yes. this is our year to make a dent. At least we might be able to get ballot access. <sighs> For the yeah. Libertarian Party, which would be you amazing, know, and Gary I might Dunn. just, I might just change my voter registration right after that. If we get ballot access, then it's like, hey, let's get this, let's get this party started. Like, you know, the Maryland GOP sucks, so <laughs> let's be the Maryland Libertarian Party. Well, and you know, parenthetically, Eric, you know, just to talk in a broader sense about that, um, there are many people in the Maryland GOP that have um, that have tried to wage. Um, a, a liberty front, right? You know, and there's some good people in our party. There's no doubt. There are, yep, there are really, you know, you look at Dan Bongino. Um, he he had a libertarian streak in him. He really did. Um, many yep. of Dan's positions were were strongly libertarian, and he got pushback from the establishment or whatever you want to call it. But let's go ahead and say it. And I don't care. Someone like Corey Boone. The day that Rand Paul, <laughs> I was in New Hampshire again, New Hampshire. Uh, I think it was February. It was uh, let's see, I don't know, February third maybe. Um, when Rand Paul it was on a Wednesday, Fran, Rand Paul got out of the race because he he did very poorly in Iowa. Corey Boone, the president of the Maryland Young Republicans, got on and said, um, "Oh well, 
libertarian, Rand Paul, bad, bad, you know, oh, we told you that he would blah, blah, blah. He didn't have the support that he – and I'm thinking, you know, Corey, I didn't really like you from the beginning because I thought that you were um, an overzealous uh, kind of a – like kind of like a Robin yeah, – statist, uh, anybody that ever had a differing or opposing opinion – um, you were annoyingly obnoxious about making your point, and um, I, 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 in fact, I had made the point to you, Eric, and I'll just go ahead and say this because uh, really I don't care. Um, I told you from the outset when you were first running on that Trump Cruise Ficker ticket um, on the of, the of the Maryland Young Republicans, I said, Eric, I said, don't do it, man. I said it's not going to be good. And hey, you know what? You uh. You learned something from that, didn't you? Yeah, no. Look, you're, I'll, I'll admit it. You were you you did warn me, and you were completely right. You know that, uh, that's that's all a, I'm going to say about that. This is not a. Um, I told you so. This is just like, uh, hey, you know, what is happening? And Corey Boone is openly hostile to libertarians. That is why I want nothing to do with the Maryland Young yeah. Republicans, and vice versa. They not want they want nothing to do with me, and they probably. They definitely don't want anything to do with either of us, um, and that's well, and they, they don't want anything to do with following their own rules either. Because you know, Cory Boone is running around using his title as the young chairman of the Maryland Young Republicans to endorse Ted Cruz, and it's not, in, so, and it's against the rules. And um, yeah, I don't want to. It, it just the same way it's against the rules for you know any of the for any of the members of the Central Committee to go out and use their title as Central Committee member to endorse a candidate in the Republican primary. The, it's the, the exact same rules apply. You know, you don't see, uh, you know, a, a great example, okay, uh, Maria Pica is on the, uh, on, on Cruz's campaign, but she doesn't right. run around saying, Maria Pica, the whatever chair of the Baltimore County Central Committee, in, you know, works for Ted Cruz, like, you know, apparently he's the only one that has a problem with following the rules. Everybody else doesn't. Everybody else is okay with it and actually knows how to follow the rules. But, of course, yeah. you know, ego. Too many cocktail parties, too many swanky, you know, rubbing elbows. And, uh, you know, just kind of forget. It's, 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 like the, uh, it's like the basketball player that can sink every shot from half court but doesn't know how to dribble. Like, you've got to know your fundamentals. You've got to yeah. know your basics. And this is one of your basics. So it doesn't matter if you can, you know, make every half court shot you got to be able to take three steps with the ball. <laughs> um, yeah, I agree. Um, so, what's next? Well, now that we're going to talk about people we don't like. Okay, well, let's talk about – so we, we talked about the four that we've – you know. okay, so here's our last tidbit on Robin Ficker. Robin, you're a jerk. Will not support you if you would miraculously win. You're not. Your signs are in every damn location that they aren't supposed to be in. Nobody takes you seriously. You act like a clown. You pandered to so many different audiences wherever you were. Uh, you were, you know, out there. You look like a Boy Scout when you dress in that goofy uniform that you wear. Um, you, you you give Republicans oftentimes a bad name. Uh, your signs again. If, if you can't, we can't trust you to put your signs in the right places or at least gain permission. Then how are we going to? You just don't do anything above board. Oh, by the way, I want I have to mention this. Robin uh, Ficker's latest flyer took a picture of um, Washington, sitting Washington County Circuit Court Judge Vicki Pollard. 
Vicki Pollard is running for retention, and, and every time a judge runs for retention, um, she, it, they, he or she is – it's up for 15 years, and that's another topic, Eric, we should talk about sometime, 15 years. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, he put on he put on his flyer a picture that he took at one of the candidate meet and greets in Washington County with Vicky Fowler. You know, he's doing that iconic pose where he sticks his finger up in the air, um, like he's trying to determine where which way the wind is blowing. So he puts Vicky Pollard, who's running a decent campaign for uh, to be reelected for judge, because well, actually she she's running for election because she was appointed um, by the by the former governor. Um, and uh, yeah, she she has an opponent. And look, here's the deal: a lot of people in Washington County, uh, you know, they think Robin Ficker. They they look at Robin Ficker the same way that we do. Um, the picture that Robin Ficker put on his flyer almost looked like an endorsement. That basically she's saying, hey, she did not give this guy permission. She did not give Ficker permission yeah. to use her photograph on his campaign flyer, and that came straight from her because I reached out and I, I covered the story. He made a big mistake, and you know what, Eric? I wouldn't be surprised if she sued him, and I think she would have I cause. She, I hope she does. That'd be hilarious. I mean, yeah. it, you know, couldn't uh, couldn't that be his third strike to just have his law license permanently suspended? Well, like <laughs> I don't know. I mean, geez. you can't have lawyers that run around breaking the law. Well, that's that's Robin Ficker. I mean, he doesn't do anything above <laughs> board. Um, he just it's it's no good. So. That's the last thing I'll say about Robin Ficker. Um, the guy's a troll. Uh, he's he's gone onto every other candidate's Facebook feed and trashed them. He's been a total jerk to Ami Hober during the debates. Have you noticed that, Eric? Have you you've you've been there? You've probably seen. Oh yeah. Videos. He just he treats her like just disrespect, like epic disrespect. It's really he treats like, all of them like that. Let's be fair, okay? It's yeah. all of them. It ain't just her. Well, no, that's fine. I'm just saying, but. I, it's, but he. I think he has a problem with strong women. I do. I think he does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there. Well, there seems to be a lot of people involved in Maryland politics that really just don't like women, or you know, or homosexuals, or transgender, mm-hmm. or you know, you you name it. At this point, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. There's there's a large group, of, you know, and it's that's why you know Libertarian Party ballot access would be amazing because then we wouldn't have to be associated with those nut jobs. I agree. Um, so moving on to the 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 top four um, the candidates, four. Let's talk the final four. Yeah, let's yep. talk about them. Um, Terry Baker. Terry Baker has run a good campaign. Jerry DeWolf is his campaign manager. Uh, the former Bongino, Washington County. Coordinator Jerry knows the inside and out of Washington County politics. Terry Baker is a very popular person in Washington County, and I predict Terry Baker is going to do very well on Election Day. He ran a low-budget campaign, didn't raise a whole lot of money, but um, – and you know what? I want to say this, um, and this is sort of a mea culpa. I was unfair to Terry because um, uh, you know, there's, some, there's some bad beef in Washington County, and Terry and I don't agree on some issues, um, and that's fine. But I was sort of unfair to him. Well, not sort of. I was. I was unfair to him. You were really unfair to him, yeah. Um, I was, and and I I'm a man enough to say that. Um, and uh, I, I've uh, I regret that. But there's there's issues that I disagree with it, with with Terry on. But he has been nothing but a gentleman. He's he's been a lot nicer to me than I have to him. 
Um, but I will say that he should ditch uh, Nigel Dardar because that guy is a goon. Um, and, <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that's not like, a reflection no. of of Terry or Jerry, what? but Nigel Dardar should be relegated to nothing but signs. And by the way, Nigel's putting <laughs> Terry's signs in places they shouldn't be, and uh, I don't think Terry knows completely where what's happening Look, there, but. Nigel, you know Nigel needs. Nigel needs a uh, like. A, you know how they have those backup warning systems on cars, you know. So if you get too close to something, it starts beeping. He needs yeah. one of those for people. Like, like when you so, well, no. So when you're having a conversation with him, he knows that when he gets past that bubble, you know, there's like that two and a half foot bubble. Okay, because he likes to get about a foot away. So he needs mm-hmm. like a, a warning system, an early warning system. Like get the hell out of my bubble. Yeah. Um. So Terry. Terry will have a large swath of Washington County. There's no doubt. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's going to do very well there. Second or third, um, my guess. What's that? Uh, I think I think he's going to come in either second or third. I would Some, say that. Right there in the I, first, second, or third. I mean, I, I, I do. I think that um, yeah. Terry's going to do well. So, good campaign. Um, he, he, uh, he's, he, He's a good guy, and uh, I think that if he gets through, um, he might have a tough time beating Delaney because uh, raising money is always the toughest aspect of any campaign. We know that, but um, let's just say that Terry would be someone that I will go out and work for and be happy to do it, um, and, and I think, Eric, you and I would knock on doors for him and do whatever that needs to be done um, for Terry Baker. Oh, yeah, but you know what? I tell you what, I ain't taking orders from some Navy guy. All right, so we're going to have to replace Jerry. Oh. <laughs> no. Well, that's not going to – Jerry's not going to be happy to hear that, Eric. <laughs> I know. He's well, going to make fun of me for playing in the dirt or something. Um, but, uh, if, 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 um, if Terry gets through, we'll, Kim and I will work for Terry, um, and uh, we'll do it We'll do it with, with bigger and uh, – Fervency. So I, uh, I I like Terry. Um, I appreciate him giving us another. You know, I appreciate him coming on the show that one time and giving us a second or giving me a second chance. Really, well, he, and, he's actually come on a couple of times. So he's come okay. on twice. Yeah, Remember, he did. Uh, at, yeah, at the at the Frederick debate and yeah. calling in a, a week or week or two ago. And so yeah, I mean he's look you know thumbs up. Good. Terry's luck. a down the line look. Terry's a down the line conservative, and. He's the commissioner's president up in Washington County, uh, elected twice with some of the highest, with actually the highest margins. And uh, like I said, I don't agree with Terry on some of his things. I mean, I think that uh, in Washington County, there's there's some, you you know, you have to have some, you have to have progress. Um, And some of his people that he's associated with, look, just like me. I mean, people don't like me, but anyway, Terry's done well. Um, He he's going to do well. And he made a being in Washington County is a strategic place to be if you want to run in the sixth district. Uh, there's a lot of Republicans there. So Terry Baker, our uh, hat tip to you. Um, good job on the campaign. And uh, we, Eric and I, look, we wish you all the best. And Jerry, good job. Yep, and we're we're there April 27th. Should you emerge victorious from this gladiatorial death Could, match? That's right. From the gladiator match that we call the 6th District Republican primary, we'll be there, and uh, I I think that – yep. So um, let's move on. Um, David Vogt. David Vogt. Uh, David Vogt, man. Yeah, you go ahead, Eric. Yeah, Yeah, I'll I'll tell you. you Honestly, 
it, it's really hard when you're running for Congress and you are in the House of Delegates. Okay, mm-hmm. so let's just, let's let's start there. Okay, you know he he cannot actively campaign um, while he's down in Annapolis, especially considering how far well, he away can. he is. He can, but it, it's just well, it makes it much more difficult. Yeah, I mean he's basically commuting three hours a day at least. So, like, by the time he's done with his delegate business, by the time he can even get back into the thing, I mean, you think about it, driving from Annapolis to anywhere in the 6th District is at least an hour drive minimum, okay? And so your week, your weekdays are cashed, okay? You know, you might be able to get some stuff in on the weekends. You know, I think I, I do like I do like uh, David vote. I mean, I think he's a, you know, he, I, I, it's funny because he says this and it, it makes sense and I don't necessarily disagree, but it's an interesting contrast to the other people is he does actually have the record to mm-hmm. back up a lot of his positions. You know, like if you notice, um, he was endorsed very recently by the NRA and the Maryland right to life. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you look at, if you really look at the positions between um, David vote, Ami Hoburn, Frank Howard, all of them pretty much say the same thing about guns. Okay. The only difference is that David Vogt has actually had the legislative record mm-hmm. in order to, to basically prove that he is a supporter of the Second Amendment. And so, I mean, to me personally, I think that's how he got the NRA endorsement over the rest of the field. Um, yeah, good for him, but, uh, too. It, you know, and, big... and yeah, good, good on him. I mean, I think he's, you know, he's... He hasn't run the most uh, flashy campaign, that's for sure. But, you know, I mean, I, I don't – again, he's somebody that, you know, I would go and knock on doors for. I don't really have a huge, huge problem with him running. Um, he's one of the few candidates that's actually um, taken Delaney on and taken Delaney on consistently. Mm-hmm. There's been, I think there's been a time or two where he's kind of said something a little, uh, a little off about his opponents. Um, you know, I'm, I'm – I, I, I'm not going to rehash them, but I think I'd, I'd, you know, I'll take 90%. Okay. If 90% of your campaign message is legit on the issues and, and stuff like I'll, I'll take that. Cause you know, everybody messes up every once in a while. You guys, you got to have a little bit of wiggle room there. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, I definitely, uh, you know, I think, uh, I think he's, I don't, I, I do not, to be frank. Um, I don't think that he's going to come out on top. In this, um, I don't. I don't think that he is going to. I don't think he's going to be representing the the Republicans for the sixth district. Um, but I do think he's going to place. He, he will be in the top four. That's for sure. I mean, being a delegate helps. <laughs> I hope so. Uh, I like David, and I. I would. I really do. He's a good guy, and I would help him the day after the election, and I would do whatever I can. Kim and I have already told him that. Um, yep. He is a. He's a fundamentally. Good guy, and there's yeah. I'm sure there's some policy disagreements somewhere, but uh, he oh, yeah, he has yeah. loyal people. Um, it's hard to run a campaign when you're in Annapolis, but I will say this: David has been endorsed by 30 of his colleagues. That speaks volumes, mm-hmm. and uh, I uh, I think that um, we'll we'll see what happens. Um, so David vote will do well as in this election, and many. Actually, there's some pundits out there, and you know, people don't always take pundits for what they. But anyway, um, they they do think that this race boils down to between David Vogt and Ami Hober. And there was something interesting yesterday that broke that um, David Vogt was endorsed by Maryland for Trump. You saw that, Eric? Oh yeah, I. I don't know what that was. I, well, I, I literally, I, I, I just scratched my head when I looked at it. I reached out to these people, and they said that they won't tell me who they are. Uh, they won't tell me 
They said that they're going to form a pack if they meet the, the threshold for the amount of money raised. Um, they said it's a group of Western Marylanders that are supporting Donald Trump and David – they support David. Vote, fine. Um, okay. I mean that's – they won't tell Whatever. me who they are or, or who they're affiliated with, but they're Maryland for Trump, and they are supporting David. Vote. <laughs> so I just thought that we would be remiss if we did not mention that today on this show. Okay. Well, let's be um, honest. It could literally just be one dude in his basement like typing on a computer screen, um, mm-hmm. or it could be – Well, the person claimed to be a woman. Okay, well, a, a woman, you know, nerds in, in basements are not gender specific. It could, you know, there are girl nerds too. They're a little more rare, okay, but yeah. they do exist. So shall we move on? Yes, that's now we have the uh, the other two. The uh, the um, <laughs> I don't even know. Forty forty five minutes. How do you describe left. it without making either one of them angry? Um, um, the uh, the two I don't people care that are catfighting. Well, there, actually, there's only one who is catfighting, um, who has grown increasingly desperate as the day goes long, um, and that's Frank Howard, who I was originally planning to support. In full disclosure, um, Kim and I were going to support Mr. Howard, um, and we'll get to that, but um, <laughs> Eric. <laughs> what? Just, just say it. Just say it, Ryan. We're in a safe space. He, <laughs> yeah, my safe space. Um, Frank has run a campaign where he thought that he was going to inherit uh, Mr. Bongino's network, and that's a fair assumption because Frank Howard was Dan Bongino's campaign chairman in dis- until he decided that, that he was going to run in 2014 uh, against um, socialist Karen Montgomery, to which he gave a donation to in 2007. Um, yes. I, I think that he hired Sharon Strine, who is nicknamed the general, and Sharon is not like <laughs> me, um, and I think the sort of like – I've never done anything to Sharon, but um, that has gone to the roots of my relationship with Dan, um, and Dan and I – when we used to work together, um, I, I admired and worshipped Dan. I, I worshipped the ground that Dan Bongino worked walked on and I and and Dan and I had a broken relationship and we probably still do. I don't have anything against him, but I think he dislikes me. That's fine. I, I accept that. He's in Florida. I'm in Maryland. We don't see each other. We don't communicate. Um I, I, I admire him. He is a smart guy. He has done a great service for the cause of liberty. Eric, you you yes. are passionate. I never disrespected Dan. Um and I've grown past whatever animosity that we have, but that was carried over into our relationship. When I first met Frank Howard, I was working with an organization called Change Montgomery County. Um, it was by – somebody was actually going to run by Dr. Furlman. Um, he started this, and Frank – he brought Frank Howard on as president, and Frank and I first met in January of 2015. And we – Frank's been over to our house a few times for dinner. Um, he's interacted with our children. He has been – Really a nice guy. He was a good. He was. He's been a great friend. Um, well, that's that's who he is. That's, well, what, that's what he does. <laughs> he 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 is. And um, but uh, when he decided to run, um, Frank, I was on the phone for hours with Frank Howard, like back in May of last year. Um, and 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 look. It wasn't like that any other candidate hasn't hadn't reached out because I also talked to David Vogt when he was first deciding to run. Frank and I worked in 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 the organization together, and I thought 
okay, Frank is a smart guy. He has a grasp on the issues. Um, he could do well. You know, he doesn't live in like like Ami Hober. They don't live in the district, but Frank lives like three yep. miles away. Ami lives literally like, like two blocks away, um, like a mile yeah. away. I don't know. Um, Look, if a pumpkin cannon can hit the district in this gerrymandered nonsense, then in my opinion, you're good. So Frank was told by his people, stay away from me, right? So, um, and after hours of hours of talking, they told him that, you know, Frank and I had these long conversations, very, very friendly, very nice. Um, I gave him a lot of advice that I think was helpful, a lot of insider baseball, who to see, who not to see, who to talk to, where to go. I helped him with his signs and where to go for that, and um, I don't know what happened. The usual stuff, you know, that people Eric, always I, ask, folks like us. I don't us. know what happened, but one day uh, we were supposed to meet, and he canceled, and I knew something was up, and I fought – I didn't hear from Frank Howard for two weeks, and this is after the fact that him and I spent hours, sometimes hours on the phone, and I'm not exaggerating, you know, we spent hours. And uh, Frank was like, Frank was like a mentor to me. And then after that, he basically stopped talking to me for two weeks, and I knew something was up. Kim knew something was up. And um, our relationship from there just, it went downhill, and uh, yeah. I, well, Eric, you, let me it, let it, me it, offer a counterpoint here. Mm-hmm. So you know me, me personally, I honestly I don't really uh, I I believe in this last election cycle I have actively called one candidate to give them advice. Okay, one, and yeah. that's it. And I'm not going to say who it was, but it was because of something politics related. Mm. All right. Um, you know, I honestly, I just kind of sit around and it's like, you know, these people know me, they know what I can do. And if they need yeah. my help, then they know where to call me and mm. they know how to get a hold of me and they can message me or, you know, a friend of a friend has my phone number. And so if they really need to get a hold of me, they can. So I just kind of take a passive approach because honestly, I don't, uh, you know, I don't, honestly, I, I'm not like some, I'm not a, you know, like who, who that one kid, I can never remember his name. The guy that ran the Dave Bratz campaign down in Virginia, that uh-huh. young kid that like tore it up and unseated Eric Cantor. Um, I'm, I, I, that's, that's not me. Like, I, I'm not going to, I can't tell you the magic formula for sign placement or anything like that. But, uh, you know, I have, I, there are things that I know and there's things that I know how to do better than others. And so I just kind of sit around, you know, various campaigns have you, have used that knowledge over the course of the cycle, you know, the Howard campaign being one of them, um, pretty much all of them <laughs> have all, all, all of everybody in the top four has given me a call about something, you know? And so I kind of, uh, you know, I have a different experience. That's all that I'm going to, that's just counterpoint, you know, no, and, and, and that from the other side, Hey, we're two different, we're two different people yeah. and we have two different relationships and yeah. my relationship will be different than yours, but um, I've just, it's it's personal, and I I, it, I I've tried to separate that very much so. And I we have reported very favorably on Frank Howard, haven't we? I mean, we we, we yes, we have. Um, I think we have. He's a he's he's a good he's a good candidate. So there's not like you know how you can't really report negatively on a candidate that is that yeah. does have that libertarian streak that does have those policy positions that we agree yeah. with. I agree. Um, 
but I think that there was something in Frank's campaign that just didn't catch on, and um, he's in, he was incapable of raising any money. Um, he hasn't been, uh, you know, I know he's done a mailer campaign, but it's been ineffective. Uh, he sent out one mailer, and that was yesterday, um, and it was an attack on Ami Hober, and you wrote about it, and he attacked yeah, her yeah. for supporting, giving 500 bucks to Martin O'Malley, and if I were Ami, you know, and look, Ami Hober, and I talked about this, I'm sure she at this point wishes that that never happened, right? You know, she didn't go to the <laughs> – yeah. her neighbor had a party. Her neighbor had a party. She invited Ami, and Ami said, okay, I haven't met the governor, so I'm going to go to this party. And and she went, and she decided, well, you know, it, it doesn't reflect my support. She's a business person. Yeah. And I'm not – Look, a, I run – I would not say that I would have ever given Martin O'Malley $500, and neither would you. No. No. But I'm saying that I'm looking at this from the perspective that I don't care, okay? That doesn't define her candidacy. Frank Howard in 2007 gave Karen Montgomery, a socialist, liberal Democrat who is to the left of Bernie Sanders, $250. $250. Frank Howard is attacking Ami Hober, put out this bullshit mailer that said she she is like supporting Martin O'Malley over Bob Ehrlich. I mean it's just one of those – it's such a, a an attack line that is like straight out of the 90s like so-and-so supported Martin. It's like just imagine the guy <laughs> that does the theater voice, that does the uh, – you know, Martin O'Malley, you know, Ami Hover's best. Ami Hover supports the rain tax. Right. I've seen this ad, yeah. So Howard sent out this mailer, right? And it was so cheap, too, by the way. I saw it. Um, and it was just, it was a cheesy attack. And he's like, you know, he comes out and he's like, well, this is Bob Ehrlich supporting me. First of all, Frank, first of all, no one is going to buy that. Bob Ehrlich wanted to sell books. Bob Ehrlich <laughs> did not endorse you, Frank. Bob Ehrlich got set up to come to your event that nobody showed up to last Monday. Nobody. Like, nobody showed up to this guy's event. Nobody showed up to this guy's event. I mean, it was like three people, okay? Hey, let, let's and, also not forget that uh, Bob Ehrlich is pro-choice while uh, we're pro-choice at it. Pro-choice Bob Ehrlich, who is clearly ambiguous on his stance on abortion – uh, showed up and sold some books. The minimum buy is like 75 books. And Frank Howard's posing with pictures like they're best buds and saying Bob Ehrlich says that Bob Ehrlich did not endorse Frank Howard. If you're listening, Bob Ehrlich never endorsed Frank Howard. And Frank Howard was sort of deceitful in the way that he presented that. And I, that's my opinion, and you might have a different one, and that's fine. But, like, you know. Well, see, I don't, I don't care about endorsements, so I don't really have an opinion because I don't think endorsements actually matter. Yeah, I agree. You know, I'm, so <laughs> Frank is Frank is the only one that's really. I mean, Frank Ficker's gone negative, um, but this is the first time somebody's actually sent out a mailer, um, and he's calling like my liberal opponent. First of all, Frank, I, I want to say this: there's nothing liberal about Ami Hober. Eric, you've been with her; she's not a liberal. We know that. That's a classic. Yeah. They're just the tagline. Yeah, it's very uh, it's, it's very Republican primary. That's for sure. Sure, it's it's the Huff stuff. That's what he does, and I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm. It's definitely the Huff stuff, and I'm convinced that. I mean, I've heard from multiple people that Frank Howard is, 
um, working with Lawrence Scott, who's a sleazy consultant from Anne Arundel County, um, who is notorious for running negative campaigns. Lawrence Scott met with Ami Hober, and Ami Hober turned this guy down. She's like straight up told him, no, he wanted some astronomical fee. And he said, well, if I don't work with you, I'm going to go work with Frank Howard. Well, in the last two weeks, three weeks, everything that Frank Howard's campaign is, that, that is doing is indicative of Lawrence Scott's um, campaign style. I'll have to take your word for it because I have no idea who this guy is. Well, just ask around. He's the one that <laughs> when, when – look, he, he's, from, he's a consultant from Anne Arundel County, and he ran the race for Steve Shu against um, Laura Newman. And he's the guy that basically said Laura Newman lied about being raped, and he called her parents and questioned them whether or not he was, she was raped. Really? That's Jeez, who that's, got. that's like I don't I don't think you can actually go any lower than that. Like when if you go that low, then you're back up in the sky because you've gone all the way. You can't go any lower. You're going back up into the atmosphere. That's so that's, that's pretty uh pretty low. I don't know whether or not Frank Howard is. I can't prove it because um I don't know what's up with their FEC reports either. But they filed it late. That's that's not good. That's not good. No, no. I mean, and you know, to be let's be let's be fair. Okay, you know those FEC requirements are an absolute pain. You know, I, I I cannot confirm nor deny, but recently I have been associated with somebody who just finished filling out some campaign filings. Oh yeah. And so I can uh, I can tell you that even for a, a simple race such as like a, a municipal race for like city council or something, yeah. even those, uh, those papers can get pretty burdensome. They're a pain in the padded you know? ass. I mean, they, but, are, they are. Yeah, but when you're running for Congress and you're passing like, you know, laws that literally affect the lives of 320 million people, like you mm-hmm. do have to be able to find, you got to be able to know a guy that can yeah. fill out this stuff. Maybe Harold Painter could be, start filling out the FEC reports for us, for all the candidates. <laughs> Um, oh, Eric, hold on. We have somebody calling in. Oh. Oh, I think it's Kim. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why Kim's. Okay, hold on a second. Kim, is yeah, that you? The... Hello. Yeah, Kim. I are you, I didn't even think you were listening. I thought you were doing laundry. I always listen. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I thought you were in the basement. Where are you? No, yeah, I'm upstairs. Oh, you're up. Uh, we live in the same house, and I don't know where she is. And our house is not that big. I was gonna say oh, it's well, not that big, on. Yeah. Well, Kim, what do you, what do you, what do you got? Are you, you trying to weigh in here on a, um, you know, weird consultants or uh, um, Harold <laughs> Painters, you know, CPA for the candidates? Well, I, I, I do happen to like Harold. He's a great guy, and he's actually, he's actually pretty smart. So, yeah, Harold's a good one. <laughs> yeah. There's an unmentionable that I won't mention that I don't have anything nice to say about, so bless his heart. Who's that? We all know who that is. I won't give him the the satisfaction of saying his name. Does his name mean – is his name a curse word if you translate it into German? That's usually how I say it, yeah. (laughs) Okay. All right. Fair enough. So So what's up, Jim? What do you – you normally don't call in, but I I just want to say that I don't know why we didn't – Okay. No, I'll you just... didn't know, and I hadn't planned on it, so it's very impromptu, and, um, you know, I don't like 
you're the one that likes being out there in the in the center of it all. I like staying in the background. So Eric, I'm going to hear yeah. about this later tonight at, at about bedtime. So just... <laughs> yeah, I I'm sorry for no. you. I, I'm going to pray for you too, Ryan. Okay. <laughs> no, it's in, not that. In, yeah. No, I just wanted to because um, I was sitting here listening, and um, you know, it's been a pretty interesting CD6 race, and um, wow. Let's see. I just wanted to expound on Mr. Howard, and that's how I'll refer to him from now. Um, you know, you, I don't think people understand the depth to which when he started contemplating and before he threw his hat in the ring for this, how much time you spent with him and, you know, the morning phone calls you know, that lasted yeah. for, you know, basically the amount of time it took me to take a shower and dry my hair. And if anyone <laughs> really knows me, that's a really long time. Um, and just, you know, and, and you did mention that, you know, you considered him a mentor. Yeah. And, you know, we inv- we had him into our home, mm-hmm. you know, and and I'm a very, you know, kind of huggy, warm, warm, fuzzy kind of person. Yeah, and I'm not. But there's a line I draw, you know, when it comes to the kids. And I don't just let anyone into their lives. Well, you know, we we consciously made the decision to let Mr. Howard in with them. And, you know, there were events that transpired, you know, and, you know, the fact that you guys had a meeting and, he never called. He, you know, there were two whole weeks where there was no communication, and you know that that speaks highly of someone's character. In my, in you know, I'll preface this: it's my opinion. They're my feelings. No one has to like them or agree with them, but they're my feelings. And you know, I I just think that says a lot about the type of person that someone is when you talk to someone on a daily basis. And you discuss important things with them that pertain to your life, your life's goals and what you want to do. And, you know, you, you did a lot for him. And the fact that he, you know, in my opinion, dropped the ball as a friend. I mean, I'm the type of person, if I'm your friend, I'm your friend through good and bad. Well, and, yeah, I mean, look, and I'm not an emotional person. And I know person. I'm the more emotional person when it comes <laughs> to dealing with things. I'll, I mean, I can't deny it. But, I don't know, there's some things that you can forgive or some things that I can forgive and some things I can't. Yeah, well, I know. I know, and I did spend a lot of time. You know, and I appreciate that, Kim. I do. I, You know, and the issue at hand here is that um, it – our relationship is what it is. I've done my level best to be fair to him, and he's. And you have. You've been fair. I mean, well, I'll be honest. I don't think I personally could have been as fair, and yeah. we've discussed that in private. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I just, you know, and I'll say this for Terry Baker. You know, kudos, Terry, because you have been a complete gentleman through this entire race, as well as Scott Chang and Harold Painter. And, mm-hmm. and David Vogt, I mean, you know, I'll give you guys props because I'm sure it's not always easy, and the easy thing to do is attack, and mm-hmm. they haven't. Well, let me, ask you, so, let me ask you this. You, you're, you're part mm-hmm. of, independent of me, you, 
you do your own thing. I mean, we don't. We, yes, I know. do. Well, let's let's get that out there because I'm sure we're going to hear that one. That you know, I can't Eric, think for myself, and I just follow along whatever you say. Well, you've already been accused of that, and it's sort of insulting to think that we we don't share a brain. You and I have many we disagreements. We don't. We don't have. We have many disagreements, and oftentimes we come up split on candidates or decisions, but. We ultimately, you know, we respect each other's opinion. It, look, you you saw Frank's attack, okay? What? Right. You know, what, what's your What's your thoughts? My opinion. Yeah. He's a huge hypocrite. You don't get to donate two hundred and fifty dollars to a socialist and then call someone out for donating five hundred dollars to a Democrat, and you know, I'm sorry if you're, I don't know, David Vogt or whoever who has never contributed to a Democrat, then okay, you have the right to call someone else out on it. Yeah. But if you've well, done the same thing, you know, stay safely inside your glass house and stop throwing stones because it's going to come back at you. And and you can't, you know, we've never heard an explanation as to, or I never have heard the explanation as to why he donated well, the cheapest seat to Karen Montgomery. And as someone who lives in Eric's Montgomery actually County. Covered yeah, I've heard oh, the explanation. Um, according to I, I've, according to Frank, uh, he did it as part when he was working with that uh, um, conservation organization down in Montgomery County. Um, mm-hmm. And it was basically to, it, it was again, the way that politics always work. You send a donation, then you get to talk to the politician. I mean, that's how, you know, whether right. it's good or bad, I'm not saying, I'm just saying that's how it is. And so mm-hmm. according to him, that donation was to open the door for his conservation group to be able to talk to her, which, I mean, I, I, I don't that. know if that's, that, if that's what happened or not. Like, it seems kind of weird to me that a liberal, like, socialist would not be into environmentalism. Um, True. But, you know, like, you know, whatever. I honestly, I don't care about either one. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't either. Like, well, I, I, I don't, personally I, don't either because honestly, yeah. I've I've donated to Democrats, whether it's based because you my dad's it. company was, you know, said here we're supporting this candidate, and my dad, who worked for the same company for almost fifty years, said, "Put this bumper sticker on your car," and with much chagrin, I did. But didn't you, you know, donate to like Burger? I had to I had to drive around my vehicle. <sighs> Many moons ago, with a Rupert's Burger sticker on the back, and yes, my dad heard about that one every day. You know, I think, look, this is this is something. Okay, and this, this bothers me. I think that the whole idea of just because you donated to a Democrat means that you're not Republican enough or something. I think right. that that whole idea needs to be thrown out the window. Um, I, I agree. One, for one very simple reason, okay, there are Democrats out there that I honestly would have no problem voting for. Okay, mm-hmm. there are Democrats out there that have ve- that have issues and viewpoints on the issues that I can get behind. And I think that when we sit around trying to say that it's the Republicans versus Democrats, I think that we're doing ourselves a great disservice. What we actually need to be is we need to be for the we need to divide divide ourselves by the people who want to follow the Constitution and the yeah. people who do not want to follow the Constitution. Absolutely. You know, I think that we need to be focused on you know issue based rewards for our elected representatives. That's how it should be. Okay, I'll give you a great example. In 2014, there was a Senate candidate in Texas that was running as a Democrat who her entire platform was she wanted to impeach President Obama for violating the Constitution in regards to the declaration of war in Libya. 
okay? Right. That was her whole platform. And you know what? I think I think I gave her like 20 bucks or something because it was nice. astonishing. And if you went through and you read her platform, she followed the Democrat Party of old before the progressives took over the Democrats. She wanted to follow the Constitution. She wanted to have a fiscally responsible government that held, that still had a social safety net as we were able to. So mm-hmm. what does that make me a bad conservative because I donated to somebody who actually agreed with me ideologically on most issues? Like mm-hmm. no, what that means is that I actually care about the issues. And I'm not sitting here like, you know, it's not the punks versus the goths in high school, okay? Like, that, that, that's not, you know, it's not sync versus Backstreet Boys, okay? Mm. What I was doing was, these are the issues, this is how they believe, I'm going to support people that agree with my issues, okay? If a, you know, if a the delegate here in Maryland came out and said, I want body cameras, I'd probably give him five bucks, okay? Yeah. Because, good, all right, I agree with that. Okay, and I think, and that's that's how we need to operate. Because you know what, I don't care how we get a balanced budget amendment at the federal level. Okay, the reality is it's going to take some Democrats to vote for that. So if we can get, you know, say in the Senate, forty Republicans and thirty Democrats that both want that all want the balanced budget amendment, then I'll take it. I don't care if it's seventy Republicans that vote for it. I just want it to be passed. I want the law to be passed. I want it, the issue is what I care about. I don't care right. about the stupid letter in parentheses after their damn name. Yeah. Like you know, and th- see this this is that little partisan, you know, neener neener crap that people like to do. Like, no, like let's just be adults here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like you know, okay, Frank Howard wanted to help save the earth. Good on him. Okay, so he gave right. money to Aaron Montgomery. Awesome. Whatever. Okay, Ami Hober walked down the street to a friend's house and went to a party. Okay, I wouldn't spend 500 bucks to go to any party. Um, but, you know, like, and even if I had, even if I had Hober money, I wouldn't spend 500 bucks <laughs> on a party anyways. I'd go, yeah. I'd go buy a new computer. Um, but like, you know, and have a party in my basement. Yeah. And like, you know, that's, and but that's, that's their decision. It's their money. They yeah. can decide what they do with it. So, it doesn't change what they believe, okay? <laughs> no, and I think that that was an unfair attack. And the point of me taking this on is not to attack Frank Howard, but to call to mind the hypocrisy in which he has lost the moral high ground to say that Ami Hober donated to Martin O'Malley, but yet he himself spent $250 on Karen Montgomery. Frank, if you're listening to this, and I don't care if you are or not, but if your people are listening to this, if whomever is listening to this, you don't have the moral high ground, and this nonsensical argument that you're trying to make to say that Bob or, or that she did not vote for Bob Ehrlich over Martin O'Malley, she did. She told me that. I asked her to her face. She looked me in the eye, and she said, uh, that's silly. I voted for Bob Ehrlich, and she explained it. The point is we don't care who you donate, and as Eric just made a very, very yeah. passionate argument, I think that this is silly, and you're right. They're going to call out this because… Frank's campaign has raised no money, almost no money. They are desperate. Frank is not – Frank – You know, it's like, Frank, we see what you're doing, and it just – it's like stick to the issues because Frank could win on the issues. Eric, you know that. Kim, you know that. Frank yep. could win on yes. issues. Okay? Yes, so, he could. So, easy. So easy win. The, so easy win on issues. You're a nice guy. You're a congenial person, and – but this nonsense – I don't know who's giving you the advice. I, I have a guess, but this nonsense that you're doing, 
we're going to call it out, and I'm going to keep calling it out. And you know what? You Frank Howard wrote me this open letter from his campaign last week, and I just want to say this. When I read that, I laughed. You thought it was going to upset me or what? I laughed. You're spending time away from campaigning to write an open letter to me for what reason? You think that you're going to get press out of it? You got none. In fact, reporters called me and said people that I know behind the scenes, and I haven't said this out loud. You know this, Kim. They called me and said, what the hell is this guy doing? It is a joke. This is a joke. Um, and I said, I don't know. I don't, I, I'm not advising him. I'm not giving him his advice. I'm not his for-hire Florida spinmeister that is giving him advice. I mean, Frank, what are you doing? Like, go out and run on issues. You know, take a page out of Terry Baker's campaign playbook. Take a page out of David Vogt's campaign playbook. And take a page out of Ami Hober's playbook. They stuck to the issues. And now you're the only one that's attacking. Like people don't want to see that. People want. We, I've heard from several people to say, "I'm not voting for Frank Howard after this goofy attack." Is that the kind of guy? I mean, this is more Washington D.C. political class insider BS. And you know, oh, Ami Hober's going to go to these cocktail parties, um, or Ami Hober's going to go to the country club. Like, shut up. Stick to the <laughs> issue. Yeah. Do something. Let's. Well, that's one way to put it. You know, just shut up and stick to the issues, Frank, okay? And this is beneath you. Eric, that's what disappoints me the most. This is beneath him. He's yeah. not that guy. He's getting I mean, bad yeah. advice. We, we, you know, somebody like Ficker, okay, that's what we expect. We know he's going to do it, okay, because that's what he does, okay? Like, Frank, I mean, I, I, was, I did not – if you asked me two months ago if I thought that this is where the, the – primary cycle would be i i wouldn't have i've been completely off yeah okay i i honestly didn't see this coming at all i didn't expect it at all all right we got to talk about ami hover we have 15 minutes left um everybody gets their fair time everybody gets their fair time frank um but voluntarily because we're not socialists yeah that's right we spread the we spread the time around um ami hover has put her own money into this race um she has hired a campaign staff. She is talking about three main issues, national security, jobs, and regulations, and constitutional liberties. And she's run a classic campaign. Um, I'm not saying it's perfect, um, and I'm not saying that I agree with every issue that she stands for. I will say many good things about all the candidates, and I'll say good things about Ami Hover. I'm sick and tired of people saying you're in the tank for Hober. Well, I don't necessarily think that you can say anything. You know what? We have written positively about every candidate, and let me tell you something. The the worst I've seen is that people have accused me of taking money to do the same thing that another fake news outlet does, which has become a protection racket. I have never received a dollar or a dime. Kim, you know this, because if I did, I would spend the money on things that we could buy and afford. Um, <laughs> so um, I like Ami Hober like I like Terry Baker, like I like David Vogt. I think that Ami Hober has run a Class A campaign. Like I said, it's not perfect, but she has run a campaign that is worthy of praise. And she has said and done many things that I agree with. She has taken the brunt of the attacks, mostly unfair, 
but she has run on issues. Eric, she's never attacked any of her opponents. In fact, she's only responded to like two attacks, and that was one against an unmentionable low-class um, scoundrel who hates gays and who is anti yeah. um, everybody. Um, who hates is, gays, hates women. You know, hates women. Uh, I'm not even going to mention the Spanish Inquisition again. Yeah, Theocon. I mean, the guy's, uh, he's a Theocon from Anne Arundel County, um, who is a consistent pest. This guy is obsessed with attacking her. And now it's carried over, okay? They've hit her, they tried to hit her on like every conceivable issue. And that's fine. It's politics. Look, Fred Propter called this out. He said it's a blood sport. I get that. If yep. the attacks are fair and the attacks are warranted, okay. Yeah, we, we sit back, yep. we watch it, we cover it. Good on them. Fine. Do what yeah, you know, that's what you gotta do. I don't like I don't necessarily agree with some of it, but it is what it is. But let me tell you something. And you, know, and you know, Ryan, look, you know, Ami Hobart, she's not a bulletproof candidate, okay? You know, one of the things that's always scra- – I've been scratching my head about for the last four months is nobody has brought up anything about her ties with the military-industrial complex, okay, at all. Like, <laughs> yeah, it hasn't even been mentioned, okay? Now, and see, I can, I can be – I've told her this to her face. Like, if, if I was running against Ami Hobart, that's where I would hit her on. Is I'd hit her on, you know, military-industrial complex, you know, um, you know, starting wars for profit. Like that's right where I'd go, and that's that that is a libertarian stance that is yep. based in principle. Okay, yep. if she has a response to it, that's great. Nobody's even nobody's even tried to go that way. Instead, we're oh. talking about like all these these BS issues. Like, yeah. no, how about she go? How about she talk about that? Let's talk about you know, she has been working in the Pentagon for a long time, and I can tell you from personal experience, there are good government contractors and there are bad co- government contractors, mm-hmm. and then there is you know the even worse ones like Boeing and Lockheed Martin and those types of companies, okay, like, and so, you know, I don't, honestly, like, that's where I would have gone on mm. these attacks, because then you're actually no. going after an issue, you're actually going after something that happened, instead of, like, some, yeah. you know, like, loosey-goosey, like, an emotion-based issue, like, no, well, that's like, the problem, yeah, um, so, um, of all the campaigns, she, I think she has done the best to reach out uh, and get her message out there. She's run a successful, what I think has been a successful mailer campaign. She's on TV. Yeah. Um, she has, and look, they have a super PAC. Not her, but yeah, her husband donated to a super PAC. There's nothing illegal about that. And if you want to have a super PAC, have a super PAC. Fine. I mean, you know, that's, they can, they have the resources, by the way, to compete against John Delaney. And if people, you know, Frank Howard's thing like, oh, you think big money is going to is going to win this election? Well, let me tell you something, Frank. You haven't been able to raise a damn dollar, okay? And when you go into the general, if you would win this race, and you're, he's probably not, but you go into this general election, when Frank Howard is has his pockets pulled out and said, please donate to me, and they're going to say, how much did you do? How much did you raise in the primary? Oh, uh, less than $20,000. What kind of credibility is that? I don't understand. I don't understand how people don't see the big picture in, in this. Fine. Yeah, it's, you, the, you, you, it's the Buckley rule. Yeah. That everybody, you seems, keep, they, everybody remembers the Buckley rule in every other race except this one. I think she's ran, she's run a good campaign. Um, she has her team in place. Uh, they've, they've knocked on a lot of doors. 
They've they spent a lot of time. She is everywhere. And you know, for what it's worth, Ami Hover is a fundamentally decent person. I think she's a she's a nice she's just a nice person, really. She is. Um, it's, and it's the uh, it's the grandma effect. Well, not only that, I think she's just she's just a fundamentally decent person. She and her husband yeah. Mark have uh, interacted with them uh, several times throughout this campaign cycle, and they've been decent. They're just decent people, and I know that they're 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 good people. Um, and you know. I, I think that she is – Eric, I don't know where you stand on predictions, but I think she's poised to win this thing. And I don't know how much or by how little. I think she's poised to win it. Yeah, I mean, look, I can – you know, there, I can – there's an emotional answer and a logical answer to that question, okay? And so my, you know, my emotional answer – only one person knows my emotional answer about who I actually want to win this election. And I made that very clear to every one of them. My logical answer is that, honest, I'm per, I think that Ami Hover is going to win the primary. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that she, she's the, the, you know, first off, mailers work. Okay? okay. We've seen that. Okay. We've seen that in Frederick County. We've seen that in the state. Okay. Mailing campaigns do work because They're people who check positive. their mail – they're all positive. People who check their mail are general, you know, that well, and actually read the stuff they get are generally over 55, and they vote at like four times the rate of people under 40. Yep. Okay, so the people who will actually come out and vote are the ones who read the mailers, the ones who answer their home phones. Okay, all that type of stuff, right? Number one. Okay, number two. She has a, a good enough message, and she's been able to get the message out to enough people that I think that she will win it. And I, I, it, I, I don't think she's going to get 50% of the primary vote or higher, but I think that she'll come out on top in the end. Um, what I, do you think, you know, in the 30s? I well, I was actually I was pondering actually putting a numbers guess up uh, tomorrow, but I think I, I'm going to say 37.2%. Okay. I would okay, say anywhere between – and I think that, and I think that Terry Baker will come in second. Oh, you do! Bold, bold do. move there. I, I think bold move. Let's see how that works. I think Terry Baker will come <laughs> in second. I think Frank has run a trash-filled campaign uh, in the last three weeks, and whether and we know that negative campaigning works, it's a strategy. But yep. Frank has discredited himself beyond words. Kim, you said that. Well, I, you know, I won't speak for you, but you and I had talked about it. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, you know, look, we have six minutes left. Kim, you said today that you would never in your life vote for Frank Howard. I wouldn't. And I think, I mean, you know, when this whole thing started, yes, there, you know, there was a time when I thought that I would cast my vote for Frank Howard. But I just think, I don't know, I think people's character comes into play and I don't like the attacks. I don't like the hypocrisy. I don't like the fact that, you know, he's somehow partnered with Lawrence Scott. I think what that individual did is beyond despicable what he did to Laura. And, you know, there's there's a line sometimes, and sometimes people cross it. And it, it in my opinion, it's been crossed, and I don't know that there's a way to come back from it for me. And that's just me. And I'm. I might forget, uh, no, I but I do so, not forget. No, I know. But anyway, um, look. Uh, and 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 once again, I I think that 
uh, Ami has not run a flawless campaign. Um, no. Agreed. No, there's not. I mean, we know that. And I, right. I have told her things that I disagree with. Um, you know, the abortion thing, um, she is not pro-abortion. She is not no. pro-choice. She's made that clear. But there is sort of, in, in a Republican primary, there's not a whole lot of in-between. And they could have done a better job of explaining that. So They could know, have. Mm-hmm. But from a woman's point of view, I get it. I mean, she personally wouldn't have one. And But you know what? As a female, to have men sit there and throw in your face what you should and should not be able to do with your body is kind of like a, whoa, let's yeah. stay out of everyone's personal business because that's yeah. not the government's job. So I think, yeah, I think that could have been handled better. But yeah, uh, my opinion. Yeah. Um, you know, but so, you I know, I think she's done for as a first time candidate, she's done pretty darn well. Yeah, mm. I think so. And so has and so has so. Terry Baker and so has David Vogt. David these guys have built in bases that Ami didn't and she's had True. to work harder than you know, she's had to work hard to get her message out there. And it's hard to shake some of the labels that people throw at you and, and I've experienced that. And Eric, you know what that's like, and you've seen her try to shake off some of these, like, oh, she's a rhino, she's a moderate Republican. Um, I haven't seen that. Uh, I can understand where people might say that, but here are the facts. She has put in the most resources of anybody. She has run an effective mailer campaign. She has run an effective door-knocking campaign. She has shown up to lots and lots of events. Uh, She has done parades, just as the other candidates have. She's got out her signs. There's not too many signs, but there's just enough to get the message across. They're in all the counties. They're not obnoxiously placed like Robin Ficker. Um, and, <laughs> and she's run, she's run. I think, what has been a, an above-board operation. I don't give her an A plus on her campaign. I would give her a B plus. Um, it's not a perfect campaign, but I would, I would give her a B plus on, on her campaign. And that is, that is as fair as I can possibly say. I think she's going to come out on top. I want to say that I think all the candidates, um, I think four candidates, five, uh, let's see, six candidates that I like have done yeah. well. Um, if, if Robin Ficker would get the nominee, Eric, or the nomination, I would not vote for him. If Chris Mason got the nomination, I would not vote for him. If Frank Howard got the nomination, <laughs> I would vote for Frank Howard, but I would not help him yeah. because I don't see – because I don't, I don't typically like to help losers. Um, and uh, <laughs> I, don't know. I, I would, I, you know, honestly, I would, I would, uh, I would definitely end up helping Frank. I know you would, but I would. I'll be honest, um, I would, because um, you know, Sharon Shrine's uh, freshly hatched, uh, freshly laid chicken eggs are the most amazing thing, and that's how she pays volunteers. So, well, that's good, and you know, um, <laughs> that's fine. And I don't, I won't be having any of Sharon's eggs anytime soon, but. Um, I will say that uh, this has been an interesting ride to watch, and it's been fun to cover. Eric, you've done a tremendous job of doing coverage after coverage. Um, right, we I, both I, have. We've put well, a lot of time on this. I know, I know, but it's a hobby, and we like it. I expect another attack to come out tomorrow. I don't know what it is. If you're doing a robocall, save your money. We've it, it, It's ineffective. Yeah. It, does, it doesn't work. Um Look, we have we have 90 seconds left for live airtime, and you know if we go over, fine. But I want to say to all the candidates, thanks for running, except for Chris Mason and Robin Ficker. Robin, you have run too many times. You should sit on the sidelines. 
get your term limits passed in Montgomery County um, and and be effective in other ways except for running for election. Um, Chris Mason, um, you should be in therapy um, and take your medicine. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, Terry Baker, David Vogt, Frank Howard, and Ami Hober, you know, good on you guys for, for, for doing the, the requisite campaign work. Um, it's not easy to be a member of Congress or to, to run a congressional campaign. And look, let's beat Delaney. Let's, let's beat Delaney. That's the point. Eric, you made, you made this point so saliently. Let's just beat Delaney. That's, that's all I want to do. I just want to – I want to be there when he has his little cardboard box and is walking out the hill with a sad face and sad music in the background. Yeah. That's what I want to see. I want to be there when it happens, and I want to see a Republican take his, take his spot. I agree. Let's beat the lady. That's too much to uh, ask for. What else do? What else could you possibly want? <laughs> we have thousands of independents. We have thousands of independents. We have thousands of untapped voters. Let's win Frederick City, and I think we can. Let's go up. We're going to win Garrett County. We're going to win Washington County. I would say that we we have a really strong chance this time around to win Frederick County. We got to look. All of our resources should go into where Montgomery County, right? Let's let's turn out voters in Montgomery County and Frederick City in places where we don't traditionally compete. Whoever that candidate is, they have to ship the message. And I don't know what's going to happen on the presidential circuit, but I can tell you we can win this race. It's totally winnable. What do you think, Eric? No, it, it's winnable with some if we have the resources. That's always yep. the problem. We have to have. So you, you know, it takes money to win an election. Okay, I'm sorry for all the idealists out there to think that you shouldn't have to spend any money to win an election. Well, you know, that's not how this works anymore, especially when you represent the, what, 600,000 people roughly, like within the 6th District. So, like, okay, if you want to change it, then you have to get people elected that will change it. But right now, that's just not how it works. You know, it's like – if. if yeah, if you're a soccer player and you decide, oh, well, you know, I don't like the rules of soccer, so I'm just going to start tackling people, okay, you're going to get kicked out of the game. Like, go play football. Chris <laughs> okay. Mason just said, what, what good it, would it, will, will it be to beat Delaney with Ami since she is another Delaney on Twitter? Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, man, that dude's crazy. Um, what what good will it do if Chris Mason doesn't decide to take his medicine tomorrow? Um, well, there's all there's um, hypertension. There's uh, you know uh, road rage. Um, there's um, sudden and irrational beatings. But anyway, we're off the air. Um, this is the uh, the after <laughs> after the show show. The after, yeah, after the show sure. show. Um, Kim, thanks for look. You know, I didn't know where you were in the house. My unwanted uh, two cents, but I really didn't think you listened to these. I mean, I know you. I, it's very polite, but um, you know, I always, for the most part, always listen. Yeah. Occasionally, I don't get to, but yeah. Um. No, I just, you know, it bugs me. So I just think mm-hmm. there's a lot. I think there's a lot of people don't know. Yeah. But. All right, Eric Beasley, you're you're um, you're you're a great guy, uh, and I I appreciate all that you do to help build this show. Without you, um, <laughs> it would just be crazy, Ryan Miner. <laughs> yeah, well, I, yeah, even you out just a little bit. 
You do. You guys are the yin to each other's yang. You guys are good there. You're a great no, I just friend, like because I, I just like working with you because then I end up being the nice guy for once. It's usually the other way around. <laughs> well, and you know, here's the thing. I, I've I've had this discussion before with other people, and they say, you know, Ryan, gosh, you know, sometimes you're like, you know, you're you're a pit bull, and I say you're right. Um, but after the primary, Eric, you, we've sort of talked about strategy. We're going to go and talk a lot about policy. We're going to do a policy. Sort of, we're going to veer into that, and that's that's how yeah. I think we're going to we're going to make that work. Um, so Good. anyway, um, guys, thanks for for coming on, um, Eric. I don't know where you're going to be on election night, but um, I don't know wherever you want to go. Yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. We'll we'll be covering it though. That's for sure. Okay. Well, after the show, show. Um, Ryan Miner, Eric Beasley, Kim Mueller, uh, who called in. Uh, thanks for listening. This is all about the 6th Congressional District Republican primary set to take place. And vo- oh, you know what we forgot to say on the air? Uh, uh-huh. If you haven't voted, then you better get your ass out and vote. On Tuesday, the 26th. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, okay. Follow us on minordetail.com. Uh, Eric and I will continue to write engaging and informative articles and um, we'll have fun doing it. So guys, thanks so much. Kim, uh, since you're upstairs, I will see you in literally 30 seconds. Eric, thanks. <laughs> Tell your wife, your wonderful wife, thanks for borrowing time for, for us. So, Of yeah. course. Yeah. All right. Take care, guys. We'll talk soon. All right. Bye. Bye.